This is the Cigar Authority. I'm kind of a big deal. The authority on everything cigar. You will respect my authority. Featuring cigar liberties from every major cigar brand. We have with us Christian Aroa. Rocky Patel. Victor Vitale. Eric Hansen. Oh my God, I can't believe it. Nick Perdomo. Ladies and gentlemen, Steve Saka. Is Jesus Fuego. Joe Cusano. WWE Hall of Famer, Nikolai Volkov. It's the rock star, Pete Johnson. Jorge Padron. With your host, David Garofalo. That's me. This is the guy behind the guy behind the guy. And his friends. That's you. It's time for the Cigar Authority. Cigar Authority. Cigar Authority. The Cigar Authority. The Cigar Authority. The one and only Cigar Authority. We are the Cigar Authority. The Cigar Authority. Damn it, motherfuckers, it's the Cigar Authority. And we are live here with the Cigar Authority at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. If you want to come see the show live, go up Route 93, take exit one, take a right at the exit, and about one mile down is Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. And we have to do the show live at a cigar store each and every week because we're smoking cigars. If you get lost, you can just call us. And uh, we'll talk you in. That's it. We'll talk you in. We have a phone number, right? 617-237-1234 is the number. This is a weekly show about cigars. And we talk about uh, what guys would normally talk about when they go into a cigar store in one of the cigar lounges. And this week, uh, we're going to be talking with Cigar Snob, um, the magazine Cigar Snob. And we're going to bring the editor and uh, owner of Cigar Snob on with us. Eric Calvino. That's right. A family sues a cigar smoker over smoking in his own house. We'll talk to you about that. Just coming back from a trip from Nicaragua. We'll tell you all about that. And we have the cigar news, cigar event news, and the worst places to live. And lots more this week on the Cigar Authority. A two-hour weekly show about, as I said, what guys talk about. It's It's a show about nothing. What guys talk about in the Cigar Lounge. The Cigar Lounge today is the modern day bar room. I mean, this is where you go and uh, you have a cigar at the end of the day and guys hang out and talk. And this is the show. This is it. This is the show. It's a show about nothing. It's great. So, uh, Mr. Jonathan on here with us and Chuck Morrison over here. Hi, Chuck. What's up, boys? So, uh, uh, you obviously haven't noticed my new promotion. You've, pr- you've been promoted. I've been promoted again, actually. I, instead of promoting myself, which was getting difficult because I'm promoting myself to the top, yep. I actually had to demote you. So oh, I've been demoted. You've been demoted if you look on the top of your headset. <laughs> I'm Mr. Jonathan's co-host right now. Nice. Yes. That's good. That's good. Well, welcome, everybody, to the Mr. Jonathan show. That's right. Next week, it's going to say that right there. It'll be the, the Mr. Jonathan authority on the backdrop behind <laughs> us. And, Chuck, no more football for you. No, season's over, brother. That's it. No ring? No ring. All right. No how, ring. how depressing was that Was that game? It was just disappointing, man. I mean, they just look flat. You know, they didn't show up. They yeah. didn't show for the third playoff Appearance in a row, they did not show up. Uh, you can't do that, and then it's over. That's it. So uh, football is over as far as the New England people are concerned. I know they're going to have a big game coming up soon, but we don't care. That's right. Because we're not in it. So anyway, hi to everybody out there listening. WWZN AM 1510, the revolution in Boston. On here with us today, WGHM 900, the game in Nashua, New Hampshire. WARL 1320, that's positive energy radio in Providence, Rhode Island. In WGAM 1250. ESPN Radio in Manchester, New Hampshire, listening in and watching us live, streaming across the globe on Ustream.tv, podcasted at podbean.com, and all the time you can see all the old shows or watch it live right now on the cigarauthority.com. If you go on there, you can actually see this show and listen to it at the same time.
time or at your convenience, watch it at any time. So and, Dave, I- just to add to that, what they can also do, we have a chat box. So if they're on Ustream and they're checking us out, they can log in uh, and chat with us. So, yes, please do so. And if you have something to say, you can say it there um, because uh, we're going to need the help. We need all the help we can get. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's, uh, let's, let's slide, slide up. up. Okay. So, so we, I have get- this, we have this. I see it's uh, a cigar that's a Maduro. And I'm a little confused because it says Garofalo on it, and there is no such thing as a Garofalo Maduro. So what's the story behind Well, this? I just came back from Nicaragua, and I was at uh, with Nick Perdomo uh, and his crew over there uh, at uh, Tabacalera Perdomo in Nicaragua. And when I go there, typically, they are working on blends and things like that. They make the Garofalo brand for us, uh, my namesake. And it's a, uh, a shade-wrapped cigar, Nicaraguan. And uh, he said, how about a Maduro? And I said, well, let's taste some blends and see what you think. So this is one I've actually uh, had four of them already. Uh, I had them while I was down there. And I said, you know, give me a few more to uh, take back with me so I can do it on the show. And um, see what you think. I don't want to. All right. I'm digging this cutter here the, uh, by the Blazer Company. This is Blazer. Blazer was the first people to put the jet torch out. Wow. The first jet torch was called Blazer. Big, big tank on it and a great lighter, but it was about an $80 lighter at the time. Expensive. So uh, they came out with a cutter recently, and a uh, $43 cutter, and it's transformable. Yeah, it, you know. it reminds me of uh, the, the cartoon I used to watch when I was a kid. Transformers, yeah, more, more than, than meets the eye. eye. Oh, Chuck's a fan, too. Oh, Decepticons, what? Yeah. <laughs> Someone put on uh, on the video there, the manly shoveling video, that uh, Mr. Jonathan peed in a gas tank. It turned out it was Optimus Prime <laughs> or something like that. They took all the Chuck Norris-isms and made them Mr. Jonathan's. That's awesome. You know, Mr. Jonathan doesn't do push-ups. He does world downs. Wow. I like that. I like that. <laughs> that was actually one that I came up with. Push the world down. Yeah. So so this band, they just threw the band on there just so I'm going to take mine off because it's actually sliding off anyway. But it's uh, it's not a Garofalo Maduro. It is a uh, early blend, and then we'll tweak and tweak and tweak and see. Hmm. I want to let you know, I saw them rolling them. These are fresh off a rolling table five days ago. Now, normally, wouldn't you have like a longer process from uh, from being made to... Being in your mouth? Yeah. You know what I mean? Five days just seems really short. So does that have an effect on the flavor, Dave? And- yep. you got to get past um, a little of the uh, uncuring uh, that's going on. So if you taste a little little funkiness or something, you know, push that flavor aside because it, it actually has not rested a full nine months. It's been not even nine days. Mm-hmm. But, the, you, you know, you got to keep sampling and trying things. You can't wait nine months and say, okay, let's tweak this. Right. So uh, try to get past that. And um, the cigar, I'll give you a heads up. I mean, the cigar is going to evolve and change as it goes on. And th- these are the different things we look for and uh, a decision that, that has to be made based on what is going to end up happening. Cocoa Krispies, buttermilk, and licking an ashtray. Cocoa Krispies is what everybody said. Really? Wow. I had 11 people with me. Plus, there were two other people, one guy from Colorado, one guy from Maryland, and um, uh, they had cigar stores, and uh, we all smoked them, and we lit them up early in the morning, and everybody said, Cocoa Krispies, and I said, oh my God, that's all I can taste in the cigar, and as soon as I just lit up, that's it. Mm. The unfortunate thing is, it changes. And this is the problem I have with the cigar. Mm. At the very, very beginning, I said, this cigar is so delicious. 
I think something has well, to be changed. It has that asterisk kind of flavor to it, which is totally what you mean. I, I'm kind of sensing yeah. like there's some almost like ammonia yeah, kind of. absolutely. You have to push that aside. Push that aside because that will go away. This is very odd for me because typically I like to smoke cigars that have been aged and, You're right. you know, whatever. And now I'm... Uh, yeah, you do it. This is like a cigar buyer has to do. You know, it's, it's, it's nice. Early, it's nice a, education for Mr. Jonathan right here. Since yeah. I've taken over the show, I should be able to be an expert on you everything. Should. You absolutely should. So, uh, anyway, uh, it was a great trip to see Nick Perdomo. Uh, I haven't been down there probably in three years to see his operation. El Monstro, they call it, uh, Tabacalera Perdomo. It is giant. It's it's a monster. And it is growing dramatically since the last time I was there. There is a totally vertically integrated company. They make their own everything. It's uh, They start from the seedlings. They, they uh, plant seedlings, and then they take the seedlings, and they put them into the ground. They go through all the process of every single thing. They make their own cellophane. They make their own hinges. They make their own cigar boxes. Their cigar box factory is... A furniture factory. I mean, huh. you, you look at the cigar box, it's totally different once you've gone to see it. And to squeeze, he's got a serious problem with us at our store that sometimes we get to squeeze a box in the humidor somehow. And the only way to do it is to rip the lid off. Once you see the work that they put into this thing, it you is a shame. You really don't. It's a work of art at that point. Oh, my God. And, and, and they, the passion between all the employees that are there, and he has thousands of employees, is unbelievable. They, 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 they put a fantastic product together, and uh, I'm going to be very, very careful not to rip the top of boxes. Another thing that, that um, came to mind when I was there, and typically in cigar shops, you go in and you buy a, uh, a single cigar for a certain amount of money, and you buy the whole box, and you actually get a deal. You save 10 15% sure. buying the whole box. It should be the opposite. When you see this factory of how they do the cigar boxes, if you want the whole, the whole box full and you get to keep the box, you should pay extra. It shouldn't be a discount. You should pay extra. It becomes a piece of furniture at that it's point. A piece, it's, it's unbelievable, huh. the work that they put into it. And, and it obviously has a big cost that goes along with it. And um, every cigar store actually gives it, well, most cigar stores, I'd say, gives a deal when you buy a whole box. It should cost more. So buy by the whole box. And you know what? Tip you guys in the cigar stores to do something because uh, they unbelievable. The furniture end of it. It's incredible. It was really, really something to see. A little bit off topic here, but uh, you picked the Blazer Cutter. Yeah. And you didn't go with the Blazer Lighter. You went with the Zycar Lighter. I didn't have any Blazer Lighters. So I, we oh, I thought it was just so you could give me the pink one. Well, we give you the pink one anyway because <laughs> you are Mr. Pink if I ever saw, saw Mr. Pink. Um, although you, you you got a multi thing. You got you got basically the... Um, well, I've got the entire rainbow on right yeah. now. <laughs> uh, I'm out of gas anyway. But I don't need it anyway, but I'm out of gas. I'm using here the, the, it's not their fault, but I'm using the uh, the, Zy, the Zycar Versa. And uh, it's a nice lighter. The only thing is I uh, didn't fill it before I brought it out. But we got an extra one. We're always got a backup here. And you'll be okay with using my pink one? Yeah. All right. I'm comfortable with, with my manliness. As you are. I mean, as you, you don't have a problem with it. Everybody else has a problem with your manliness, but you don't have a problem with it. So that, that's what makes yeah, you you. I guess so. On the Mr. Jonathan Show. Exactly. Today, January 22nd, the 22nd day of the year. Here we go. There are 343 days left and only 337 till Christmas. How do you like the snow? It has been snowing, folks. I know they're listening from everywhere, but it has been snowing all year so far. We've had three storms, you big wuss. 
it's we're 20 days in 22 days in we have three storms i'm going away by the way i'm leaving for the dominican republic tomorrow morning I think while a, i'm gone they say there's another big big storm coming yeah, and it's not going to measure in inches of, it's a load of crap to measure the the winter by the the day the actual winter time starts because we get snow sometimes as early as thanksgiving well we missed all the time that we usually get snow we didn't get snow We've only had three storms at this point. I'm fine with it. Last year is history. I'm talking about this year. 2011, we've had three storms so far. The fourth one is on the way. It's in feet. I'm, I'm a guy paying for the plowing and stuff that's going on in these three stores. And let me tell you, there's a lot of snow. Chuck's sending me some signals. We've got to work this out before we you go into it. You just cue me when you segment. want it. That's what I'm saying. All right. He'll say the thing and then. Oh, I don't have the thing, so I can't do the thing. Oh, here. Take mine. No, no, no. You keep it. You All just, right. I'm going to keep just it. Just point to me when you're ready, brother. Oh, so we got sound effects of oh, what's yeah. happening here. Just so you understand what's going on here. I don't understand because um, on the Mr. Jonathan show, he, he, puts, the, <laughs> <laughs> he puts the sound well, on here. The history behind this segment, this day in history, Dave loves talking about this day in history well, and i find it boring as all get out so i was just trying to spice is this lousy I, we're sitting around and we're smoking a cigar and what are we going to talk about the cigar till we get deep into it so we need something to talk about <laughs> all right i appreciate it I just we you need know. something to talk about each week dur during this i'm trying state. to put a little mr jonathan spin on your segment that's all it is okay hey. but you need you need to inform your producer guys that's right. what i'm here for i'm here to help you so, so you know 1889 yeah columbia this was for you. This I was here for, for you. Columbia, Columbia Phonograph I was almost formed. said pornograph. <laughs> Columbia Phonograph was formed, uh, and they are the oldest brand name in recorded sound. That's right. That's They're the for first you. record company to produce pre-recorded records. This day, in 1889. The very second that those pre-recorded records came out, yeah, the scratch was invented. <laughs> Which, the world's greatest scratch artist... Mixmaster Mike from the Beastie Boys. The Beastie Boys, 1889. My God, I didn't know they started then, but that's good. The Beastie Boys, they go way back. Hell, yeah. They go way back. They scratch. But they, the, that entire record right there, that entire song, yeah. Mixmaster Mike did it with one record, one turntable, and one mixer, and he memorized on the record where each sound effect was for the whole thing, wow. and he did it in one take. He's that good. Is he still that good? Still that good. He's the number one DJ in the world. How old is he? Concern. He's 87 almost, years old now. Almost 40. He's 147 years old. All right, moving on. Almost 40. 1927, the first live radio commentary of a football match ever between the Arsenal FC. And this was it in 1927. I would have liked to hear that. I would have liked because it was recorded, right? First recorded, oh, live commentary of a football match, 1927. So, geez, it hasn't even been 100 years yet. 1968, coming more into my time. Apollo 5 lifts off, carrying the first lunar module. Why would he use this? The words, I've got a rocket, you're going on it. No? Fail. Yeah. I, I don't rocket like. Man, Elton John? Right. Rocket Man. That's what everybody would think. I had to do something different. Okay. I'm staring at Rocket Man going, I have to have another song that has Rocket in it. So it would be, this would be a perfect one. Everybody would pick this, so I'm not going to pick that. Yeah. Because exactly. that's what everybody would use, because it's so perfect. So let me get some, <laughs> let me get some obscure Debbie Gibson song. <laughs> Is that Debbie Gibson? No, that was uh, DJ Tiesto right there. Oh, yeah, sure, sure. And Gold, gold Frap. It was very bubblegum <laughs> if I ever heard it. Which, actually, you should know Gold Frap. They did um, Gold Frap. Frap. 
I'm drawing a blank. I'll think of it. Chocolate milk frap, but gold frap, I don't know what that is. 1970, Boeing 747. We'll see what you pick for this. It's the first jumbo jet. You're going to like this one. To enter uh, commercial launch ever. Pan American uh, did it, and their maiden voyage was uh, at John F. Kennedy International Airport, which I was just at the Miami International Airport. It was a nightmare, folks. But 1970, Boeing 747 comes on. No, they put me through the laser beam thing or whatever it was. Uh, nice. Tingles. That's not what the Boeing's... Oh, okay, sure. Jefferson Airplane, right? Okay, so because the name of the band is Jefferson Airplane, it's okay, because you get it. Right. In 1970, this was 70s, Yeah, this 60s. works. This works. Don't you want somebody to love? Uh, that's it. I'm going with the remix next time. 1973. This is gold, Jerry. This is gold right here. This day in history, I think that's a, I like it. Yeah. 1973, the Supreme Court of the United States delivers its decision, Roe v. Way. You want to talk legalizing about abortion. Now, where are you going with this? Sorry. Just because it said baby in it. That's, that's the only it? reason. All right. He, he put 10 seconds into that. Okay. I... You could have I gone, had to cut the song. You could have gone really funny. You could have, but it, you, you would have, I did, I it would a, have been bleeped out. You I was, you know what he would have done? He would have done yeah. to us. We got bleeped last week. I know. Did I heard. Hear? I heard. I was not happy about it. I was listening to the podcast, and I'm like, that was Don't not, even say it, because they're going to bleep it out anyway. But that wasn't one of the words that was on no, the list that we couldn't say. It should have been and fine. I said it. Didn't make any sense to me, but... but go ahead and listen to the podcast from last week and just listen to the fact that they bleep me out. It's a story for another day, yeah. or, or not, live on the radio, I guess. Tell to, you to what, I'm bleeping this. pissed. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be bleeped now. You They're going to bleep my bleep. You can't bleep your bleep. 1984, oh. the Apple Macintosh. Are you nervous? First consumer... Uh, I, I know where I would go with this. Uh, computer uh, puts out the mouse and the computer the first time ever, 1984. So that wasn't too long ago. But I remember this with its famous Super Bowl commercial, 1984. Hit us up, Chuck. On January 24th, Apple Computer will introduce Macintosh. And you'll see why 1984 won't be like 1984. Okay. That was the that, actual commercial? That was the commercial. Huh? Now, it, it, it mentioned January 24th was when it was going to come out, but this was Super Bowl Sunday. This was when they made the announcement this for was, the release. When they said that, that was actually this day, and who knew it was to be that big? Well, we got, a, we got an audience. Yeah, I love man. this. They're actually sitting down. We went upstairs at Two Guys Smoke Shop today because uh, this is the time of year where we uh, clean out inventory. At the stores, we just did a big inventory check, and now we're actually picking and choosing brands we're discontinuing, or sizes we're going to discontinue. So we run a buy one get one free on all that loose inventory of singles. So they spread out all over the place, and they've asked us uh, politely, "Can you move the show upstairs today uh, so we can have some room?" Because there's a lot of people coming in because it's a good deal. It looks pretty good down there. Yeah, good deals. Yeah. So. Not good profit. We're getting rid of some brands. Nothing wrong with the brands or sizes. But we, we print a report, and we see the slow movers and things like that. But there's great deals out there, and it's happening in all three Two Guys Smoke Shop locations, if I can throw in a quick plug here for myself. Well, Chuck does it every single week and doesn't get bleeped when he does his Making Mountains Move plug. No, and somehow he gets us to say it like I just did. <laughs> yeah, I <yeah, that's> right. <laughs> Making He's doing some sort of subliminal thing on his podcast to make us yeah, say it. Right. <laughs> no, it's working out anyway. 
Okay, birthdays. Happy birthday, uh, 1931. Sam Cooke, all of my all time. Passed artists. away in 64, but you, you remember some of the songs he did? Absolutely. I love Sam Cooke. What, what, one of my favorites from the movie Inner Space with uh, Martin Short. Let me tell you all the place. This was in the movie. Um, Somewhere up in New York way. Oh, what was it? Where the people are so gay. Twisting the night away. The, the, with, um, this was back when the word gay meant happy. Right. <laughs> Wasn't this in, um, oh, I can't think of the name of it, where they went to college. Animal House? Animal House, thank you. Oh, my God. I completely, along with Wonderful World, they did Wonderful World. Remember, he was walking down the oh, yeah. stairs. Sure. And they smashed the guitar. So Sam Cooke, he passed away in 64, but uh, great, great songs. And uh, this oh. is his birthday today. I'm about he, to turn 33 myself, so hopefully. He was, he was killed uh, by his manager. Uh, the manager killed him. Uh, Not his manager. It was the manager of the Hacienda Motel. Oh, all right. In that's L.A. A, that's right. At the age of 33, uh, Cook was drunk, and the manager killed him. Ruled it, a justifiable homicide. It was ruled a justifiable homicide. Imagine that. He actually can't hear me right now, I think. That's why there's an echo on the show. Oh, really? We can't be heard. No, you can. <laughs> oh, I can't hear you. I keep saying stuff, and then you say it right after me like, uh, like you're my echo. Oh, I thought it was me, me thinking of it. <laughs> <laughs> it was that little guy on my shoulder helping yeah. me think. 1934, Bill Bixby was born. Do you know who Bill Bixby was? Oh, I'm a big fan of Bill Bixby. Oh, really? Okay. Yes, I am. Because I tell him who, what it is, but not who it is. But you could also Google it and stuff. I guess I could Google it, except okay. I already knew who B Bill Bixby was. My favorite Martian? Mr. McGee, don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. Oh, Incredible Hulk. Nice. Going, that's beautiful. Now, what oh, you Chuck, you're waiting to the next one. It's all right. You got to put a little the pause next one is, You got uh, a little beep. <laughs> so anyway, Bill Bixby was the Incredible Hulk. Courtship of Eddie's father. Do you remember Courtship of Eddie's father? No, you remember Courtship of Eddie's father? I used to watch uh, My Favorite Martian on Nickelodeon with my dad. Okay, uh, 1934. This is what uh, this little sound bleep that already passed is Graham Kerr. He was a British-born chef known as the Galloping Gourmet. Do you remember the Galloping? You don't, of course not. That's going. That's beautiful. Now, what do you do? You just get whilst that's just melting out there. Oh my lord! This that you flame this in in Kirsch. Go, baby. Right. So that's flaming in Kirsch. That's good. Now. Ah, now, he, he was the now, first British guy that you'd get pissed off at because he was... Uh, well, I watched a couple of his clips. Very entertaining. Oh, for, he was the first one. He was he, like the first Emerald before Emerald was yeah, Emerald. Yeah, he was big. And after him was, and it's his coincidentally, his birthday also today, which is Jeff Smith, American chef known as the Frugal Gourmet. If you remember I used him. to watch that all the time. He is the reason Tommy Grella got into cooking. Oh, was wow. a frugal gourmet. Me huh. too. If Tommy, if you're listening, it's his birthday today, although he passed away in 2004. There Jeff is a, Smith, the There's frugal. a little soundbite on there for you, Chuck. You can what? play that. This is the intro music to the frugal gourmet. Really? I don't remember that. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Yeah. Have yourself a classic cigar. Really? This is the perfect song for classic cigars. <laughs> but anyway, Jeff Smith passed away, but he was... Uh, Oh, little teaser, little teaser. That's a teaser. Um, today is Linda Blair's birthday. 
Linda Blair was the possessed one, Child Reagan, the 1973 movie The Exorcist. Let's hear it. Do you know what she did? Your canting daughter. Uh, there was a part you could have put in there that would have been bleeped out that everybody knows, right? About right. About her mother. Yeah, I had to leave that. Uh, you left that out. She. Uh, so how old do you think she is? Linda Blair. Linda Blair. She's got to be 60s, late 60s? 51. 50s, okay. So she was a little she, little kid then. Uh, that movie was 73, and she was very, uh, she was like 10 years old or something. Uh, I can't do the math, but you can figure it out. And, and this one's for Mr. Jonathan, 1965 born American rapper and actor. Which he's not a rapper. He is an actor, but he's a DJ. He's a rapper. He's a DJ, DJ Jazzy, Jazzy Jeff. Jeff. Not a rapper. one of my favorites. He never speaks? Rarely. This is, I think I can beat Mike Tyson. Oh, really? You yeah. like this one? <laughs> We've used this song then twice on the show so far. Have we? Yeah, I think you did it. I don't think so. So anyway, DJ Jazzy Jeff, uh, American, not rapper, but a DJ and an actor and uh, your, your hero, right? My hero. Okay, died today in 1994 is Telly Savalas, American actor, better known as Kojak. How are we doing? Do we advertise? Do we spray the walls? Come on in. We want you. We find the pattern. The pattern is that there is no pattern. What did he used to say? He used to say something. Jano? No. He used to say something like, baby, Telly Savalas. Who loves you, baby? That's it. Nice. Who loves you, baby? And he smoked the long, little, long cigars. I, I heard they were Nat Sherman's. <laughs> born in, yeah, lollipop, little cigars. Uh, born in Lynn, Massachusetts. Oh, local. Yep. And he was in uh, The Birdman of Alcatraz, Kelly's Heroes, The Dirty Dozen. Great guy. Telly Savalas, uh, born this day, 1924, died in, uh, not, I'm sorry, died this day in 1994. And also, uh, Rose Fitzgerald Kennedy died in 1995 today, the matriarch of the Kennedy family. You got a soundbite for this? That was not easy. No soundbite, but no, I, no, I, I figured what are you got a song. What do you got over there? But well, you have a song. Yeah. I love this song. That's <laughs> <laughs> Ben Midler. Yeah, this has proven a lot to me about you. This makes all the sense yeah, in the world. The Ben Midler, all the pink that you wear and everything. Sometimes I just set up both of my Bose towers in my living room, and I just put this song. I believe it. On I twelve, it. and I sing because that's two more than ten by myself. All right, that makes all the sense in the world, and most importantly, today, this day. Wait a minute, that's not. There's no other thing. That's the end of this the This day, 30 years ago, Mr. Jonathan's mother dressed him in his first pink outfit ever. How did you? This is true. How did you find that out? It is true. So this Why day, Mr. Pink. Because you're a faggot, all right? <laughs> <laughs> what movie is that from? There's my uh, little sound bite. Uh, crap. What do you think about I it? You're not Mr. Yellow. <laughs> uh, it starts with an R. Yes, it does. Not a Renaissance man. Hang on. <laughs> Not the Renaissance man. Reservoir Dogs. That's right. Great Thank movie. you very much, there, Don Miguel. Yeah, Appreciate you got a little that. help there? Yeah, I did. So uh, anyway. By the way, I saw something on here about Bill Bixby. He was also in a TV show called The Magician. Yes, he was. Somebody wanted to know what the name of the character was. Hmm. And he passed away while he was on that show, I believe. That was his, uh, his last thing.
He had some sort of cancer and died a young man. And Quetcha uh, Pavetti's father, you don't remember that, huh? No. Well, Looks like we're going to come up to a break here. And then when we come back, yeah, we are going to discuss families suing a cigar smoker. For smoking in his own house. For smoking in his own house. What? The new issue of Cigar Snob is here, and it's hot. See the issue there? That is hot. Yeah, it's hot. And we're going to have the publisher and editor, Eric Calvino, on with us, uh, along with lots more. I'll tell you about my not only trip that I just took, but a trip I got coming up later this week and lots more. So stick around. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on The Cigar Authority Radio Network. Hi, this is David Garofalo from the Cigar Authority. I'd like to invite you to visit one of my Two Guys Smoke Shops. Two Guys Smoke Shop is the largest cigar retailer in the world, and I'm very proud of that. It's stogie heaven. Two Guys is conveniently located off Exit 1, off Route 93, 95, and Route 3 in Salem, Seabrook, and Nashua, New Hampshire. You see, there's no cigar tax or sales tax in New Hampshire, and coincidentally, we have built three glorious cigar shops right over the border for your convenience. Take the pilgrimage to Two Guys Smoke Shop in tax-free New Hampshire or find us on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. We ship cigars everywhere and single cigars, too. Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's stogie heaven. There's a patch of land in Cuba located exactly at the latitude and longitude of 22 degrees north by 83 degrees west, where you will find Hacienda El Corojo, a plantation that once grew the best tobacco in all of the world. Today, these fields are not producers of tobacco any longer, but the seeds from their prize-winning plants still exist today. 2283 is a cigar brand that uses authentic El Corojo seed in its entire five-country blend. Nicaraguan, Honduran, Dominican El Corojo filler, certified Costa Rican Corojo binder, and finished off with lush, oily, Brazilian El Corojo seed wrapper, all from the seeds of the mother plants. 2283 come uncellophaned in wheels of 20, white tissue wrapped in bundles, and then safely placed in cedar cabinet boxes. Find out what's missing in today's cigars. It's El Corojo. 2283 has it certified. One taste and you'll understand the old flavor you've been longing for. It's back and it's 2283. Born of cold Russian winters, the wheat of hammer and sickle is hand-cleared in the Black Earth region, then dry shipped to the distillery, where masters of the craft distill and filter hammer and sickle six times, transforming the harvest into a smooth, super-premium vodka, worthy of its Russian heritage. Hammer and sickle, super-premium vodka, Russian reborn. 40% alcohol by volume, imported by Clean Spirits, LLC, Massachusetts. Please enjoy responsibly. Confucius. Chinese philosopher teachings have gone from the golden rules to fortune cookies. Confucius say, what you do not wish for yourself, you do not do to others. Confucius say, knowledge is recognizing what you know and what you don't. Profound? Maybe 200 years ago. But today, it's our pleasure to bring you Zing. Zing, spelled X-I-N-G, is a whole new smoking sensation. Zing Cigars not only shares medium-bodied, rich flavor from its deep, dark wrapper, 
but it's the deep, dark wisdom from the back of each of its cigar bands. Zing say, men who go to bed with Ichibum wake up with a smelly finger. Way better than any Chinese fortune cookie and way better tasting. And just like Chinese food, shortly after you've had it, you'll love to have another. Zing. It's what some call the modern-day fortune cookie. A great cigar with a little something extra. A little fun and a whole lot of flavor. Zing. Rockin' the Mojo, I like this. Great nice. song, great song. Chuck, we're a little loud in my headset over here. Hey, he doesn't mind. This is a great song. <laughs> so everything's loud. All right. Oh, yeah. All right, so... All right, we're back on the Cigar Authority, everybody. If you're tuning in, um, this is a show about nothing, and we're uh, live at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. We do the show live every week from a cigar store, so we can smoke cigars while we do this thing. Speaking of smoking cigars... Yeah. Let's talk about this poor guy, Harry Dale. Okay. Smoking cigars. All he right. goes out of his way to filter the air, to seal off the apartment, hires contractors to come in and seal the apartment. He did, he did everything he could possibly do. Smokes outside most of the time. And his next-door neighbor, very neighborly of this next-door neighbor. Names, Russell and Amanda Poses. And they're Poses, baby. They're Poses. And they sue him. We should swap that O out for a U. Because they've uh, supposedly... They, they supposedly turn their life into a, quote, making their life a living hell because they could smell it. They could actually smell the tobacco in their apartment. And it's a living hell, so they sued this poor guy. That's it. I'm suing the city of Boston because every time I go there, I can smell buses. It's, it's ridiculous that and it's gone too far. So a family sues a cigar smoker, the neighbor, over the secondhand smoke and uh, because he's smoking in his own apartment. So first it becomes restaurants and bars and work. Now it's inside the apartments. And this is why you can't give them an inch, because they take a mile. You can't do it. And it, it gets worse and worse. And you think uh, they've gone too far, and, and then you see the next thing that they've gone even further than that. So here it is, wasting our time in a Manhattan Supreme Court. They filed last week and said... Uh, Enough is enough, and they're suing this guy. This guy, Russell, actually says, and I'm quoting here. It's pungent enough that you can't even eat dinner. I've got two children and couldn't let them play in their own playroom. That's what he sounds like. That's the man. That's what he sounds like. That's That's what he sounds like. That's the husband. So uh, the the city is considering a law that would ban... public smoking in in beaches and plazas, and now they're considering no smoking in your own apartment. So, you know, I can't believe they've gone as far as they've gone. So we want to tell you these things, uh, and it'll get thrown out of court. It's not going to happen. But just for wasting the time in the courts, I mean, it's so ridiculous. We need to go to a loser pays mentality. If you file a frivolous lawsuit and you lose, you now have to pay the court costs for the court for your opponent and for yourself and that will take care of 98 percent of all these lawsuits they'll go away so what are they asking for you ask they're suing and what do you think they want they want the no smoking what do you think they want they want money and they want a lot of it they're asking for five hundred thousand (laughs) dollars in damages to each member of their family which is 
What do they have? A uh, including uh, Charles, six daughter, three, and the husband and wife. So four of them. That's two million dollars. Well, the fact that Russell's only half a man, he should only get half of that if they win. Well, after a little research, they own a little gift. Uh, gift basket business. Apparently, that isn't doing so well. Uh, so they're trying to get two million dollars from this poor guy next door, the neighbor. How neighborly of them! Why don't they just go out or go to his apartment and sit down and have a cigar with really? the guy and talk about yeah. this? Yeah. What happened to that? But because the, the thing is, it's all about money. It's not. They don't have any problem, and they're not sick from it. And there's no secondhand smoke issues, and no one's ever been sick ever anywhere from secondhand smoke, let alone from in their apartment next door. Secondhand so, smoke from a cigar. You yeah, gotta make well, that clarification. This guy, Dale, the needs- worst thing you can do is inhale. Secondhand smoke from a candle. Right. You know that? Yeah, it's because of the scents and stuff. Yeah. I learned that last week from you. Incense is another thing. With All these, chemicals. With, with, with these jet lighters, they tell you not to light a candle with these jet lighters because it ends up clogging the pores of the lighter and the lighter doesn't work anymore. You ingest that. A candle is like the worst thing. The worst thing you could do. And this guy lights a cigar every once in a while in his own apartment with, with walls up. With The guy was nice enough to put uh, uh, smoke-eating machines and stuff in his apartment just to be nice neighborly so they wouldn't even smell any or, or anything. Done everything he possibly can. These folks are looking for money and money only, and that's it, and that's all there is to it. And I want a law put that frivolous lawsuits that they got to pay the court fees or something like that, and you'll see a lot less of this. It's ridiculous. I wonder if he can counter sue. He should. He should. What he needs to do is have a bunch of his poker buddies over, not smoke cigars, have a like a ham and bean supper at his house. Everyone sleeps it has over. Has to be and ham, then, ham and bean. It has to be. Well, it has to be the beans. Okay. And then they oh, can produce a little bit of body methane and send that on over there. And then what are they going to do? Okay. No farting in your own apartment? I don't think you can say farting. Oh. Chuck, are they going to bleep out farting? Jonathan, you're asking the wrong guy, man. Right, it's just, the man that controls this. Yeah, just be careful what you say or else there will be a frivolous lawsuit against us. <laughs> uh, I'm smoking a cigar. We're smoking a just a test cigar uh, as a Maduro for the Garofalo brand. This is a long, long process. So it'll probably take a year before it's tweaked and right. Maybe we can, ha- we can have them on each time and, and, yeah, and evaluate it. That would be a fun little believe game. Believe me, they'll keep sending out samples and stuff. And what I told him on what I'm going to stick to at the very, very beginning, Cocoa Puffs. I mean, it was delicious. It was chocolatey and delicious. As it gets going on, it, a lot more harsher. Again, take away the ammonia yeah. to it because it's not completely, uh, it hasn't gone through its uh, It's funny. That it, as soon as you make up your mind to leave that flavor out of the profile of the cigar, it, it is actually amazing that I'm able to taste through it. Because I didn't think I was going to yeah. at the beginning as I lit it. Yeah, just forget that and taste everything else. But now it's getting ashy. You know, it's, I got uh, that ashy taste right off really? of that. Yeah, uh, it's getting a little harsh. Are you, are you smoking it? Uh, no. Yeah. No. Starts off really good. I'm actually a little bit lightheaded from it. It's kind of strong. Yeah, and I don't want that. Uh, you know, I want I want body, but I don't want strength. But hey, we're working on it. You're, you're the authority here. Yeah. I've got a question for you, Mr. Authority on uh, cigars. How might... many samples do they make for you? 
Uh, well, I, I brought 11 people with me, so we all smoked a few each, and then I took a few more back. I smoked four while I was down there. Uh, it's not fair to give any cigar one shot and, and say right. this is it. So, right. you know, walking around the fields, I'm smoking one early in the morning, and uh, later in the day I said, no, let me give it a, a fair shot, let me sit down and really pay attention to it, and then let me take some with me and get a final decision, and this is the final decision. Yeah. It needs to be tweaked. Whatever's happened, it's the beginning of it. This is what I like. If they can follow that through. Yeah, I don't have a problem with something building an intensity, but I, this, the harshness that's happening here and the sootiness, I don't know, I even know how to explain the ashy taste or whatever it is I'm getting towards the end of it. I'm not liking it. Speaking of bleeping, uh, Scotty Cigar says that they should have bleeped out when I said that, well, I, don't liked, say it, that I liked the rose. That's <laughs> that if you you're going to censor, censor the fact that I like the song The Rose. By Beth Midler. Oh, since I, yeah. I didn't know where you were going there, so please don't go back to what they should have censored and stuff. And Dave, just curious, how many stogies did you smoke on your in your expedition down there? I got. I got. What's one the of plus the minus? Thirty. Forty. Forty. Forty in, in, in basically forty-eight hours. Three days, but we, we got in first off. Yeah, tell us about the this. The flight was a nightmare. Uh, I, uh, I woke up at 2 o'clock in the morning. I picked up some guys at 3 o'clock in the morning. We went in. We had a 5 o'clock flight. Um, we got to Miami. Uh, between uh, the delays of the plane and the, the coffee maker uh, was dripping, believe it or not. I mean, we're sitting on the runway for 2 hours and 45 minutes uh, after being 3 hours late. It was a total of 7-hour delay. And the last thing they said to us is we're having a problem with the coffee maker. God. And I said, I'll go without coffee. Can we please leave? <laughs> I, I heard that there was some sort of law that said after three hours being on the tarmac, you got to let us off or you right. got to do something for us. Right. And uh, the stewardess said to me, I, I like to call them waitresses to them. So, you know, I say waitress, and they get really pissed off. But anyway, uh, waitress, uh, I heard that um, you're supposed to let us off after three hours. And she says, that not for international flights. What? Even though it's a three-hour flight, it's an international flight, so they can yeah. leave you on the plane for so we two hours, hours and forty-five minutes on the tarmac, and, uh. and they tape the uh, coffee maker or whatever the hell they had to do. Who the hell knows what happened? They don't tell you the truth anyway. But uh, we got there, and then it was a three-hour drive from Managua to uh, Esteli, where, where we stayed. Wow! Uh, in the middle of nowhere. It actually isn't in the middle of nowhere, but you can see it from there. You know, there's middle of nowhere right there over the hill. Right. So uh, it was uh, 11, 12 o'clock at night, and um, so that day doesn't even count, and the day we left doesn't even count. So uh, okay. it's ba basically two days in between is what we did, and we, get, we squeezed 40, 40 cigars, and so that's good. That's, that's good. intense, 40, man. 40 different. I know you smoked the Garofalo a couple of times. Yeah, to four, get a feel four, for time, it, four times was that. All the, the Perdomos that they have now and two Perdomos that aren't existent yet, mm. they, they're testing theirs for, uh, to come out in, uh, I believe, August or September, their new one. Do you remember what that was called, Louis? The, the new Perdomo that was coming out? Commemorativo. Commemorativo. Mm. Perdomo Commemorativo. So we smoked the natural and the Maduro with that a couple of times. And again, you got to do it the same way. You got to yeah. uh, put, you know, imagine what this is going to be nine months from now. And, uh, you know, you take away uh, some of the, the, the ammonias or something that haven't dissipated yet, and you're tasting it. And that was much better than this. 
the new Perdomo Commemorativo was fantastic, I thought. Uh, they got the blend down perfect. This one needs some tweaking, and we'll tweak. Hey, it's part of the show. Sure. Why not? So let, let, let's do that, and let's really come out with the brand and, and bring this back every once in a while. i got to do it anyway, so might as well do it on the show. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, we're going to have uh, Eric Calvino on, uh, Cigar Snob Magazine. It's a bi-monthly magazine. It's been out, actually, since 2006. It started very, very small as a South Florida magazine. It has gone national last year. And I'll tell you, we get lots of cigar magazines in here. And you know them all. They're always on the counter, and they're there for the, uh, to buy. The only one that sells out every single time is Cigar Snob. This is without people looking at it. It's piled up, and people grab it and buy it, and it sells out. And it sells out because, obviously, the cover, that's all you can see. Yeah. And if you take a look, show them here. Yeah, let's get this zoomed in, I think. This is the, this is the cover, and this is what the cover kind of looks like every single time. It's a different person on it. But I don't know what it is. It's maybe the glossy paper, or what could it be? But uh, oh, yeah. this magazine sells out every single time. And uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a well-written magazine, and it, it's, it actually speaks to, I would say, our listeners, our customers, our friends. Well, yeah, it's more got than, pictures of girls in it. That's well, all I want to hear about. Not, not just that, but, I mean, it's microbrew beers. It's, uh, there's other stuff in there? There's articles. Give, give me this. <laughs> yeah, there are there articles. Writing? Got, there's writing. There's I like, articles. I like how Don put it. Maxim for cigar guys. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's an awesome magazine, and they're doing a good job, and they, they certainly get the attention of the consumer because, as I say, it sells out every single time. So. Oh, look at they rate cigars in here. They do. They rate wow. cigars, and they have articles and everything. But uh, I'm not one of those people who gets Playboy and reads the articles. Right. I can That's see that. That's not why I, I get it. I can see that. So uh, Eric and his dad put this magazine out, as I said, in 2006, and it's, uh, it's gone national uh, last year for the first time. It was just for South Florida, and uh, we'll have him on, and he'll tell us what, what the future holds for it and all the different things he has in it. So that'll be part of that. Uh, Let's talk about why... New York is broke. I have a, uh, I have some paper on that. You have it? Yeah. Okay, you have it. So it's not just the 75% cigar tax. That's a, that's Which is absurd. 75%. So a $10 cigar, 75%, $7.50, costs $17.50 in that state. And that is to keep you healthy. and uh, That is to keep you buying cigars in another state is what that is. That's exactly what it is. So the governor of New York is jogging. He's got his dog, and he's just jogging along a, nat- a nature trail. Now, apparently, because he's the governor, he's always on payroll. There's no time when he is no lo- is not the governor, okay? Unless he's incapacitated, you know, in a coma or something. All right. So he's jogging, and out of nowhere, a coyote jumps out, bites the governor, and attacks his dog. Okay. So this is where the story goes. False. The go- <laughs> true. <laughs> This is true? Yes, true story. So the governor starts to intervene and then thinks about the movie Bambi and realizes that he should stop because the coyote is only doing what's natural, eating That's what they do. his dog. I would right. still intervene. Okay, but he, but he doesn't. My dog is my wife's dog, so if I were jogging with my dog, which I never jog anyways, but if I were yeah. and a coyote were to attack my dog, I would have to die along with the dog or fight. come back with a, a live dog. Okay. Or maybe maybe the coyote and try to trick her. I don't know. So he says, okay, I'm not going to touch this because this is what the coyote is supposed to do. Right. Okay. He calls animal control. The animal control people capture the coyote and bill the state $200 for testing it and then bill them another $500 to relocate the coyote so it can never attack the governor's next dog because his 
his regular dog is dead now. So they put him in Arizona or something, something. in the middle of nowhere, okay? So he calls the veterinarian, the vet collects the dead dog, and bills the state $200 to test it for disease, which it's already dead. I don't know why you'd want to test it, but it See if the coyote had rabies. They already tested the coyote. All right, so they're doing this so twice. So double dipping. Okay. Oh, then the governor odd. goes to the hospital and spends $3,500 getting checked for disease. Because he's the governor. He's the governor. That's fine. Uh, he gets his wound bandaged. The running trail is shut down for six months while the fishing game conducts a $100,000 survey to make sure the area is free from dangerous animals. Make sure there's no more coyotes. Okay, this is adding up. I Next, see where you're going here. Yep. the governor spends $150,000 in state funds implementing a coyote awareness program for residents in the area. Here's an awareness program. When you see a coyote, run, pick up a stick. Shoot something. Him. Have your gun. Absolutely. Yeah. But can you have guns there? Probably, Probably not. not. But Paul Beasley could find a way to. Right. Uh, then the state legislature spends $2 million to study how to better treat rabies and how to permanently eradicate the disease throughout the world. Wow. This is the state government of intervening York. on the behalf of the world. Well, they're getting 75% for cigars, so they got the money, right? Well, you would hope. Okay. The governors, or, or they're getting deeper in debt. They're going so they, broke. So they do this. They're the, going broke. This the, is the story, right? Going the governor's broke. security agent, who did have a gun, is fired for not somehow stopping the attack and for letting the governor attempt to intervene. Additional cost to the state of New York, $75,000 to hire and train a new security agent with additional special training that involves the nature of coyotes. <laughs> And, uh, as ridiculous as this is, go ahead. PETA protests the coyotes. Oh, sure they do. Sure relocation they do. and file suit against the state, which is going to cost. Well, everybody um, in New York should have moved another couple and relocated million. instead of relocating the coyote. All right? So there's a lot of money. You got a total on this? I don't. Uh, we are. All right, you're into. into we're like $2.5 million at this point, and that's before the, the lawsuit. Okay. Lawsuit. Yeah, they're, they're going do you even listen when I'm talking? Some, some, you wrote this, and I'm reading it. You should know. Okay. All right. <laughs> this is why I love David. There we go. All right. I was waiting to talk. Go ahead. So that's all I have. You, you, now, if it was another state, if it was another state that would, would have done something differently, like in Arizona, what would they do? All right. Here we go. Oh, here we go. Yeah. So the governor of Arizona is jogging and her dog is attacked, probably by the same coyote that was relocated in Arizona. Bites the governor, attacks his dog. The governor shoots the coyote yeah. with her state issued pistol and keeps jogging. The governor spent 50 cents <laughs> on a 45 caliber hollow point cartridge. That's right. And uh, the Arizona buzzards take care of the dead coyote. And that, my friends, is why New York is, is broke. broke in Arizona. 50 cents. That's um, it. The answer is one shot. Yeah. And the thing is over. Along with these criminals, ba-boom. Yeah. What if you get mugged on a jogging trail? Speaking of, it was Arizona where they shot, where they shot the uh, congresswoman, right? Yes. One shot. You know what they're going to spend on this, on this maggot? Ugh. You know what they're going to spend on him? Millions. It'll be the same type of story except add a few zeros at the end of it. Because it's a person. When, if they allowed people to... Uh, well, there was somebody with a gun or something. He just didn't shoot them. Yeah, not enough people were armed, I think, but that's just my silly opinion. I'm the mall, I say. I'm the mall. The criminals are going to... Just Facebook. the bad guys have the guns. That's the problem. 
Oh, wow. This is the China would shoot the criminal and then send the bullet bill to the family. So the family would owe the 50 cents to the state. Here we go. If you shot the criminal. Sue the family for bringing them up the wrong way, right? Your mother brought you up wrong is what it is. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting to say the least. Interesting stuff. So um, I have a new hobby. Yes, you do. You were telling me earlier. My new hobby is shoveling. Shoveling snow. A friend of mine called me up, uh, Adam Kershaw. He owns Kershaw Landscaping in Derry. He called me up and said he was a little shorthanded. Would I mind filling in once in a while? And I said, sure, because he just bought a new bobcat, and I've got experience with bobcats, so I figure I get to ride in a bigger bobcat than mine and move snow around. It'd be fun. Okay. He calls me up not for bobcat work. He wants to know, would I mind shoveling? No, of course not. I'm a friend. I'll help out. He's paying me whatever. I don't know what he's paying me, but so I go walkways or yeah, whatever the plow can't reach. Okay. And so the first day I go out six hours of shoveling, and then he says we're going to go back out at midnight. Are you in? And I'm like, sure, I'll go. Six hours straight of shoveling. Six hours straight. So then he's like, all right, you get go home three hours, sleep as much as you can. I'll call you at midnight. We'll go out. So I just get into bed, and he calls me at nine o'clock and says the weather's changing. It's icing over sooner than we thought. We have to go out now, otherwise we'll be chipping ice long into tomorrow. So we're going to go out. So I go out for another five-hour shift. That's 11 hours. Now, you're not plowing. You're shoveling. Shoveling. Okay. I have never... Snowblower or shovel? Uh, the first day I got to use the snowblower a little bit, but the, the next day, which was yesterday, I did eight hours of shoveling just by myself. He sent me out on like a little paper route, and I went from spot to spot. I out-shoveled the storm. I was having so much fun. The guys on the crew think I'm absolutely crazy. But you are. Well, 10 hours in, I'm jumping out of the truck going, all right, I'm going to take the long walkway. You guys take the short one and we'll race. And they're like, are you in the third grade? We're yeah. going to race while we shovel? We're grown men. We don't race. Everything's a competition. We get paid by the hour. Oh, that's the problem. And I'm anyway. like, all right, well, whatever. I'll be the fastest and the best shoveler on the planet. You know, I got a, a little theory. Uh, we were talking about it when we were down in Nicaragua. Um, it, Nick is a is a, a big political view guy uh, of his thoughts and stuff. And he says, you know, uh, 10% unemployment and all this stuff like this. And I said, you know, we got a lot of snow up in, uh, in New England. And I looked out the window the first day, first snowstorm, and I says, oh, my God, look at that. Jobs. They're falling from the Absolutely. sky. There's jobs falling from the sky. What are you talking about, jobs falling from the sky? I said, oh, my God, when I was a kid and I would look at this, every kid in the neighborhood would run out, and it would be a day of work. There'd be jobs all over the place, and there is. It's falling from the sky. Yeah. There's thousands and thousands and thousands of jobs every time it snows out. The only thing is there's nobody coming around. Right. Well, you, you have to be willing to work. My- and that's the problem. Why work when you can sit home and collect the welfare. The best thing that my dad ever did for me, I, I had a shoveling business as a kid. I had a crew of guys that I paid a certain amount, and I'd go out and bid the jobs and collect, you know, whatever. And uh, I was not allowed to charge the lady next door. She's an old lady. She lived alone. Yeah. And she would torment us. We couldn't stand in front of her house. We couldn't ride our skateboards by the house. She would throw stuff at us, hit us with the broom. I was not allowed to charge her, and I had to shovel her walk. My dad just assumed that she was that cranky because we made her cranky, but she was probably true. She was a lunatic. <laughs> and, but, a, and after you wouldn't charge her and you do it, she would, would say it. thank you and nothing. No, nothing. She'd hit me with the broom because I'm trespassing on her property even though I'm helping her. <laughs> she would always wait until the last shovel full to come out and yell at me, though. Right. Okay, now you did your job and that's it. Yeah. Well, the good news is she's probably dead, right? She is probably dead, <laughs> yeah. but... 
and we're running out of time for this hour. So uh, that was good. That was quick, and uh, that's it. I'm going to say uh, good possibilities on the cigar. It definitely has some. It, it definitely has some bonus points. Uh, need, it does get a little bit work. harsh and ashy, but I think a lot of that is the ammonia. Needs work. Needs work. When we come back, uh, we'll look through Cigar Snob Magazine uh, with the publisher and editor Eric Calvino. We got the best and worst places to live. We have a list here. Uh, and events that are coming up in cigar shops near you. That and lots more. So stick around. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on The Cigar Authority Radio Network. We'll be right back. Attention all business owners and entrepreneurs. Looking to grow your business or increase sales? Well, here's your chance to get in on the ground floor of our exclusive radio show, The Cigar Authority. The Cigar Authority is broadcast across four powerful radio stations throughout New England and across the globe via podcast and live video stream. Team up with The Cigar Authority Radio Network and start connecting with our vast and dynamic audience of educated consumers with disposable income. For advertising and business opportunities designed to take your business to the next level, call me, Chuck Morrison, today at 603-630-8041. That's 603-630-8041. Or send us an email at ads at thecigarauthority.com. Look, if there's one thing that's true about the Cigar Authority listeners, it's that they all enjoy the finer things in life. And that most certainly includes your product or service. True or false? You don't have to spend a lot for a great cigar. True! Well, it's not true anymore, thanks to Dos Ombre Cigars. For over 20 years now, Dos Ombre has been the best bang for your buck brand, period. And with Dos Ombre, there's something for everyone. Try the mild white-banded Dos Ombre Dominican, or the fuller-bodied green-banded Dos Ombre Nicaraguan, or how about the red-banded Dos Ombre Honduran, available in natural or deep dark Maduro. Now with sizes for everyone, there's something for everyone. Handmade, long-filled, premium cigars in cost-saving bundles because you can't smoke the box. Dos Ombre, the best bang for your buck premium cigar, period. Now available in flavors. Try Dos Ombre flavors for something sweet. Hi, I'm Mr. Jonathan, the owner and operator of MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com. MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com is your one-stop shop for everything DJ or sound production. We do everything from weddings to backyard barbecues, boat cruises to theme parties. Whether you are planning a small, intimate gathering or a huge 4,000-person event, we have a package to fit your needs. Shoot me an email at info at MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com or call me at 603-475-1391. That's 603-475-1391. The back of the box is where all the bull goes. But in this case, there's no box. It's a bundle. A bundle of Desperado cigars. As a matter of fact, there's no band, no fancy ads, no promotions, or any bull at all. Because that costs money. And Desperado cigars are about saving you money. These are not first quality cigars. Not seamless, not perfect, or spectacular in any way. 
They are not made with tobaccos aged for 12 years, nor have they some secret fermentation process. This is second quality tobacco made in the Dominican Republic that was formed into a cigar for you to cut, light, and enjoy without breaking the bank. We think they taste pretty good for the money. They'll smoke pretty well, and they are so affordable, it wouldn't kill you to hand one to a friend or two to enjoy with you. Desperado Cigars. They'll keep the bugs away and provide you with a nice, inexpensive smoke to experience for about a buck a cigar. Desperado. This is the Cigar Authority. I'm kind of a big deal. The authority on everything cigar. You will respect my authority. Featuring cigar liberties from every major cigar brand. We have with us Christian Aroa. Rocky Patel. Victor Vitale. Eric Hansen. Oh my God, I can't believe it. Nick Perdomo. Ladies and gentlemen, Steve Saka. Is Jesus Fuego. Joe Cusano. WWE Hall of Famer, Nikolai Volkov. It's the rock star, Pete Johnson. Jorge Padron. With your host, David Garofalo. That's me. This is the guy behind the guy behind the guy. And his friends. That's you. It's time for the Cigar Authority. Cigar Authority. Cigar Authority. The Cigar Authority. The Cigar Authority. The one and only Cigar Authority. We are the Cigar Authority. The Cigar Authority. Damn it, motherfuckers, it's the Cigar Authority. And we are back with the Cigar Authority. Joining fine cigars and reading great magazines, we're going to fire up our, uh, the next cigar of the hour, which is the La Aurora Preferido Maduro Number no. 2. This is the one in the beautiful red tube, Aurora Preferido. It used to be La Aurora, now it's Aurora Preferido. This is... Um, uh, it came out in 1903 was when uh, La Aurora was first formed. It's over a 100-year-old company, the first in the Dominican Republic. They came out with an old shape, which is the Preferito. It's almost like a, a little blimp-type style. I was going to ask what the name of the shape was there. That's Yeah, it's an old, old-style one. The band they put in the middle of it. It's, it, it's a beautiful tube, uh, gorgeous-looking. Uh, very, very, very yeah. pretty. And uh, it, it's a dark Maduro. You can see it's not a painted Maduro no, or anything because it's not perfectly colored. Don't let that bother color you. Color striations. I prefer it that way. Absolutely. Can I borrow your cutter? Someone oh, took my right here, yeah. But thank you. Okay, and we're using the um, the blazer cutter on this. It's a torpedo, so you need a straight cut when you use a cigar like this. Here you go. Thank you, sir. Thank you. So this is uh, this is no cheap date over here, folks. It's a five and a half by fifty-four little torpedo. Yeah. Speaking of dates, without lighting it on the. Speaking uh, of dates. The pre-law. Yeah. Speaking of dates. Were we talking about dates? No, I just was. Okay, Segueing in, you know. I, I didn't want to uh, segue <laughs> into nothing we were talking about, but you, you'd accuse me of not paying attention to what you were saying. But anyway, speaking this, uh, of dates. I'm uh, without lighting it. Just the the pre-light. Yeah. I'm definitely getting a flavor of dates. Oh. The fruit. I see where you're going with this. I almost don't want to light it. It's so enjoyable. It tastes like yourself, a fruit. <laughs> Says the man using a pink lighter. I'm using your lighter. <laughs> I'm borrowing your lighter because mine ran out of gas. So, as I said, not a cheap date. You're talking an $18 cigar here uh, in the tube. Um, so, in, in New York, that would be like uh, 26 
dogs. Oh, my God. <laughs> what a shame. What a shame over there. Uh, the wrapper is a Brazilian wrapper, which I love the taste of the Southside wrapper. The binder is Dominican. The filler is Dominican. And as I said, the 100-year-old company and uh, was, was firing up their cigars. Hello to the four stations listening in right now. WWZN, AM 1510, The Revolution in Boston. WGHM, 900 The Game in Nashua, New Hampshire. WARL, 1320, Positive Energy in Providence, Rhode Island. And WGAM, 1250 ESPN Radio in Manchester, New Hampshire. Live streaming right now across the globe on Ustream.tv. You can always catch this live on the Cigar Authority. Dot com, or you can get the podcast or uh, all the old shows. You can actually vi- visually watch the old shows there on the CigarAuthority.com. Hey, Chuck. Or, uh, yeah, I'm on it, buddy. All right, good. Well, podcasted on Podbeam.com. And, and you said we're on um, iTunes, right? We're on iTunes as well. I was not able to find that. You're going to have to show me how I find iTunes. Uh, but we're on iTunes, too. So we're, we're adding on wherever we can and uh, try to get more listenership and viewership for us. And uh, we'll see where it goes anyway. And Mr. Jonathan's moving along. Somebody said Linda Blair was on Facts of Life. That's wrong. Her name was Blair. Uh, she was a... Uh, uh, that was her, her stage name, Blair, or whatever you call it, and um, the, uh, her name was Linda, but it wasn't Linda Blair. Uh, Mr. Jonathan's moving ahead here on, uh, on texting over here, whatever's going on there. Lots happening here, but uh, on the phone, uh, we are going to bring on the editor and publisher uh, of Cigar Snob Magazine. And uh, once again, look at this magazine. This is a big, big seller in all cigar stores everywhere. I put out the c- different magazines all the time, and they're stacked at the register. This is the only one that sells out, folks. I don't know what it is. It's, it must be the glossy paper or, or what it is here. Very well put together product. It's very well put together. And on the phone with the us. The magazine's good, too. Yeah, the actually. magazine's good, too. I found out they have articles. There's articles and ratings and all kinds of good stuff in there. On the phone with us should be Eric Calvino. Eric, are you there? Yes, sir. How you doing? Beautiful. Hi, Eric. How are you? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. Thanks for having me on, guys. Oh, thank you. Uh, enjoy, believe me, enjoy Florida because it's freezing cold up here. We got so much snow and we got so much much more coming in. So enjoy Florida. I uh, bumped uh, well, you into you. Know, it's one of those days. It's, it's not that great. It's like 65. Oh, so I feel bad yeah. for you guys. <laughs> We, we have the pellet stove going on because it's so cold indoors right now. You just I know, can't, man, the heat I know. can't keep up. <laughs> it's brutal. It's been a brutal winter Eric, for you guys. It has. Uh, Eric, I bumped into you for the first time a year ago. Uh, I was in down in Florida, and you guys were doing something I never saw before. A busload of people poured out and went from cigar shop to cigar shop. What's that all about? Yeah, man, that is uh, a thing we started, like you said, uh, about a year ago. It was, uh, it's called the Cigar Marathon. It so we take, uh, we're now up to two buses. So we take about two buses full, 55 passenger buses full of cigar smokers, and we hit uh, six different cigar stores. Each store is paired up with a different manufacturer, and, uh, and we do a blind tasting challenge throughout the day from stop to stop. And, uh, and the winner of the challenge gets a box of each cigar that we taste that day. And, and we're not talking bundled stuff. I mean, you know, last one we had uh, the winner won a box of Dom Pepin Blue, uh, Oliva Serie V, uh, Quesada Tributo. I, I mean, it was all six cigars are fantastic. Are, are they so, tasting uh, yeah, to see? Which, are they tasting to see which is the best? Or are they tasting to kind of guess what it is? Yeah, they're tasting to guess what it is. You, we let them know 
what manufacturer uh, this store has been paired with. And then, uh, and they have to try and guess out of the manufacturer's portfolio which one it is that they're smoking. And we give them, we give them multiple choice. So it's not like they're, they're guessing in the dark. And, and we have two divisions. We have uh, the pro division because we have a lot of guys that own stores or, or that are independent reps or, or whatnot that, that come on the tour with us. So those guys play a different contest that's a, a little bit more complicated. Uh, and then the amateurs play just straight up try to guess what it is that they're smoking. So if it I love it. Tell, and, you know, and you're giving yeah. them something, you know, with a like, Colorado wrapper, and they're trying to figure out, oh, is this decade? Is this 15th? Is this, you know. So yeah, yeah. How it works. It's awesome. I tell you, the people, uh, the, the, the music was playing. Everybody came and paraded inside the cigar store I was at, and it was, it was so exciting, and it looked like so much fun. And then I hear that you're doing them uh, all over the place. So, uh, geez, this is, it, it was a wonderful thing to add to already a wonderful publication that you and, uh, from what I see here, you and your dad formed in 2006, Lockstock yeah. Publications. So uh, tell me how that whole thing started. Well, you know, I, uh, I was a, a programmer, an IT programmer, doing consulting all over the country. And, and all over the country, I was smoking cigars in, in all the different places. Growing up in Miami, a lot of friends in the cigar business. Uh, so I, I just found that, man, you know, from all my travels, I'm just not, none of the magazines out there are, are speaking to me. Uh, exactly. And I was in my late 20s at the time. You didn't uh, have a Learjet. Travels. I was single. I had some disposable income, and I, I was doing well for myself, but not, not ultra rich by any means. And uh, yeah. and so I'm saying, man, you know, I'm doing all right here, and and I still can't afford half the stuff in these magazines. Right, so, right. I was like, man, well, you know, who the heck are these guys speaking to? Because it's certainly not me. So, you know, I, I I spoke with a bunch of my buddies, and uh, and namely one of them, who's uh, one of my best friends, Jose Oliva. Sure. And and I said, man, you know, I uh, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna do this thing. So I just my dad and I partnered up. He doesn't know anything about publishing or anything. He he handles the operation side of billing and and all that good stuff and invoicing people and and uh, accounts receivables and all that craziness. That's and, important. And I handle the magazine. Sure. So uh, so it, it's a good time, you know. It's something. It's it's kind of like a like a cigar business. Because we're, everyone that works in the magazine is either family or friend. Uh, and so it's kind of funny. It ends up looking like what, you know, look like the Padron company where everyone that works in there is family. Yeah, it's, as I look, as like I look through the... Is like, it's funny. As I look through the, the list of the people that work there, you notice the, the same last names on a few different people. So there, there's a lot of family here, as you said. And yeah. uh, at the beginning, you started off as just a South Florida magazine, just for like a territory type of thing, right? That's right. That's right. When, uh, you know, I, I left the, the consulting business and, and I moved back down to Miami and I started... Uh, I started it with the idea of, all right, let, let's kind of start small. I don't, I don't know enough about, at that point, I didn't know enough about producing a magazine or publishing a magazine to come out with anything national. So we started off with the mission of helping the brick-and-mortar stores in Miami or in South Florida uh, really have a chance against online and catalog. I, I saw the growth of that coming pretty fast. Being yeah. a, a technology guy, you know, I was, I was seeing the online businesses taking off. And, 
I said, you know what, I, I think these guys need some help in, in fighting that. And, and I noticed that events were really the, the one way that they could, that they could fight toe-to-toe with online and catalogs. So we created something where the events that were going on in Miami, and there, there's quite a few events that go on in Miami all the time. Sure. The events actually had a, a, a place to show up. And, you know, for example, an Ocean Drive magazine would cover all these, like, high society events. And in the cigar business, you know, Rocky's doing events, and, and Christian was doing events, and, and no one, they, they weren't showing up anywhere. So it was almost as if they didn't happen. So, so I started with just that basic idea. Let's cover these events, and let's talk about stuff going on in South Florida. Uh, and, by, and by the second issue, we figured out, forget this, we have to put good-looking girls on the cover. So, ah, I was wondering. I was going to ask how that came about. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I, well, I, I take it back. It wasn't the second. It was uh, by the second we noticed it, but we did. Uh, the first cover was, it's funny, you guys are smoking La Aurora Preferidos right now? Yes. Our first cover was like a you know a brandy snifter with La Aurora Preferido, Camacho, Coyolar, and I have no idea what the third one was right now. But uh, and then the second issue was Arturo Sandoval, the famous uh, Cuban trumpet player. Sure. And then we said, man, you know that was a good get. Like we got Arturo Sandoval on the cover, and still, like you could hear crickets. Yes, sex sells, <laughs> no baby. Knowing, no one knows that cigar snob exists at this point, even though we got a, you know, we got a big figure on the cover, and and we realized, yeah, this is not going to work. We got to go so, with good-looking girls. It's, yeah. So you put you put Camille on the cover. Yeah. You put you put Camille on the cover, and all of a sudden, people are looking at the magazine. Oh my God, Camille was a gorgeous, gorgeous girl. She's a French girl. Uh, she had just gotten here from France when we shot that. And she works for Elite Model Management, right? Which is a, a yeah. big-time modeling agency. And what I was going to say earlier is, you know, these these good-looking models are really South Florida's most abundant natural resource. We get rock <laughs> here. It's incredible. So, uh, so Camille was modeling for this agency, and as much as they tried to push her, yeah, these Calvin Kleins and all these these other fashion industry clients, no one really wanted her because, as you can see, she's got some body on her. And, yes, she does. Uh, they don't so, like that. Yeah, the, our agent called us up and said, look, you got to see this girl. Uh, she doesn't fit anywhere else, but she fits in Cigar Snob. And we fell in love with her. She was just a dream to work with. So... Yeah, it's Calvin Klein guy. wants the li- Calvin Klein's looking for the little skinny girls that almost yeah. look like boys, right? Yeah. Yeah, they want those little wafy girls, and, and you know, for us, that's that's the last thing we want. Yeah, this is. We like our girls a little Janita. Yeah, man, a little bit, a little bit Janita. But uh, as a matter of fact, uh, coincidentally, today, uh, photo shoot is going on as we speak. So as soon as we hang up, I'm I'm getting over there. So. Wow, I, I, we're on it for you to uh, pull some time away from, from that to uh, talk to a, a bunch of fat guys here uh, smoking <laughs> cigars because uh, you obviously could be doing a, a lot better right now. Uh, it, it's funny, in this issue, uh, you, you write uh, jam-packed with uh, cigar snob goodness. And I'll, and I'll tell you, look at this. Look at this, folks, look, looking in online oh, yeah. right now. There is a centerfold in this, just like you would expect a centerfold maybe in Playboy magazine, but it's it's pretty girls holding cigars. I don't know if they really smoke cigars or anything, but it, it looks good to me. So uh, it's certainly selling, 
Uh, there's no doubt about it. And, I, and I'll go through a few of the items that you uh, talk about in the magazine. Uh, you have the Rocky Mountain Highs, which is Colorado beer joints. Uh, and places that uh, allow, that have beer, that allow indoor smoking, which is what a, a cigar guy wants to do. They, they, they go around looking for a place they can smoke cigars, even in Colorado, everywhere. So, uh, I mean, this is real important stuff for a cigar smoker. They, you know, maybe they're picking up the cigar, the magazine, because of the pretty girl on the cover. But inside, Mr. Jonathan, so you understand you got to check these articles out because they really talk to you. Yeah, Eric, I found out today that there are articles in the magazine. I'm very sorry. <laughs> yeah, he, 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 <laughs> don't worry about it. I, I, I was, I was skimming really through putting them in. for the prime real estate, and then I found out that there's actual things you can read in there. You, you, uh, there's a story about the Padrones in here that, that actually has a little, little bio and a little story of each one of the, the members of the family, the main people in the family, which is fantastic. I know them, and I learned, I've known them for years, and I learned a lot about them in there so even a guy like looking through you know somebody else's magazine or something i basically flip through the magazine now and no more reading the articles i i check to see who's advertising out there i check to see what the ratings are and what they're talking about but the stories are just so generic of um Almost, there's nothing for me to learn. Unfortunately, I've, I've caught most of it. But going through yours, there's, there's stuff in there that you know I never knew, which is pretty uh, amazing. Seeing I'm the cigar authority. Well, thank uh, you very uh, much. I really appreciate that. Uh, it, it's something that. Uh, I don't know if it has to do with the fact that I speak the language that most of these guys uh, is their primary language, so they get real loose when we're talking, and and we really just start at some point BSing, and and uh, and then they start to share things that maybe they wouldn't share with someone else because they're just absolutely you know, a little bit uptight, and they're trying to figure out how to say this in English, and and with me, I just let them let them go in Spanish, and uh, and then I translate it later. It's so awesome. Maybe I mean, that I... has something to do with it. Uh, the other thing is that we try to bring the girls with you on the interview, like the one you're reading now about the drone. Uh, I, I don't like the format of question and answer uh, for a, for a big feature like that. I think I think a big article should be uh, a little bit of time should go into it, and you should craft it, the article and not just do question and Eric, answer. I find that you're... I find it to be a very boring way of reading a magazine. You're totally it's, right. The last yeah. thing I want to do when there's an interview is read what the question was and then what the answer was. You get you get lost in it, and then you're it's it's the most boring thing. Whereas if you just get all the information and you kind of put it in a story form, it definitely carries me, a very simple person, uh, along right to the end. Well, the the magazine is written for guys like us. It's not written, you know, for for someone else. When I, you know, when people ask me all the time, well, you know, how do you know what you're going to put in there? I'm like, look, I just look at what I want to see in it because it's absolutely it's written for guys like me. I'm not I'm not really, you know, reinventing any wheels here. Like, what what would I find interesting? So, well, and that leads me to cigar radio shows, right? That's something yep. that's starting to pick up. Uh, there's new radio shows. There's a new one here in Tampa. Uh, we know the old one here in Tampa. Uh, we know of new radio shows starting up, and you guys having success up there. So that's something that I think cigar smokers want to read about. And so, for that's, sure, you know, that's really how how I come up with what what's going to be in the magazine because it's really what do I care about right now, or or what's maybe going to pique my interest right now. So Eric, what I'm uh, what I've been asking people when we have them on and, and ask them about their blogs and their magazines is, how do you come about your rating system? How do you get the number? What, what do you so, weight heavily? 
Okay. So we do something a little bit, a little bit different in that, uh, not in the weightings so much, but in the uh, in the way that we organize the grouping. So I don't, I'm not 100% sure how other magazines do it, but I'm pretty sure it's not like this. We grab, we grab a particular vitola or shape, and a particular profile. So let's say let's use full-bodied toros as the example. Okay. So we'll, we'll, ba- we'll bag six of these, six, seven different cigars in that profile and size or shape, and the panelists will taste those together. They won't interrupt it and mix in something else. So they only get one bag at a time with what uh, particular combination they're tasting. So Makes sense. the reason we do that is because I find that Connecticut cigars or mild cigars, uh, they get blasted on these uh, on these ratings in different magazines just because they can't they can't stand up toe to toe to a fuller bodied cigar to a fuller bodied cigar. So so by tasting them separately and saying I'm not going to interrupt this group with anything else, I'm only going to smoke these full bodies together. Now you're really comparing them apples to apples, at least that grouping. Uh, awesome. And then when you move on to Connecticut's or you move on to mild or mediums or whatever you're moving on to next, uh, you're going to give those guys a fair shot. So uh, we try to make it a little bit more fair across the board because, as we all know, some guy, if you're a guy that loves full body and you guys you love the strength, when I give you something mild, you it's, the whole category is going to suck. Oh, I'm sorry, I right. can't say so. <laughs> So say it twice. That's all. Yeah, I, wanna, I, wanna go twice. I don't know. Maybe I want to get it in one more time before. I yeah. Um, yeah. That was the point I was going to bring up, and I noticed on, on the ratings you give the uh, Oliva Connecticut Toro a 91, and it's a great cigar. The Camacho Connecticut Toro a 91, and the other magazines just are not giving good ratings to really good cigars because their profile ends up being mild. And, and maybe I, that's the reason because those mild cigars are not standing up to the fuller body. That could be our answer, right? Well, also I find myself, as, as I'm testing cigars myself, if I smoke a bunch of full-body cigars and then I go on to a mild cigar, my palate's burned out and I can't, I can't uh, fairly judge the cigar. And I, I purposely save the mild stuff for the morning and say, let me get to this tomorrow because it's going to be too mild. I just smoke some very peppery Don Papine type of cigar and it's just going to blast my tongue. But I happen to like mild cigars and I'm very upset when I read in the magazines that nobody... Uh, none of the mild cigars ever get a good rating, uh, and it's not—it's unfair to them because I think it's actually tougher to make a good-tasting mild cigar because you'll taste any impurities in the tobacco on a mild cigar. A full-bodied cigar, you can hide some stuff. There, c- there can be some underlying. Uh, um, negative taste that will be completely covered up, but you can't do that with a mild cigar. So uh, it was it was actually a breath of fresh air to go in here and look at those two cigars that are deserving of uh, good ratings, get some good ratings. Yeah, so. I think that we value above all, uh, just on the, on the flavor and on the experience side, we value balance. Uh, Pretty heavily, so we we weight the the balance that a cigar has heavily. Not, I mean, I don't think that you should ever uh, give value to or 
positive or negative value to the body of a cigar or, or the strength of the cigar. The body you could, right. but not the strength. You can't say, wow, this cigar is incredible because it's so strong. No, that, that's really, at least not my opinion. Uh, wow. Now, if you've got a really strong cigar with great flavor and great balance and complexity, then yes, but not just because it's strong. And so I found that uh, we're really careful in picking our panelists because we don't, we don't want guys that that are going to be just weighted towards the, the strong side. So we, we try to mix them up, uh, but we really want guys that value balance. Uh, and a well-constructed cigar with good balance, I think, is, is what gets the highest marks in, in our magazine. It's, that's what we shoot for. So yeah, yeah. You, do, you do a great job with it. I I love you pulling some information out, like with uh, Glenn Case from Christoph Cigars, and I've known Glenn for a few years now, and uh, I uh, I spent a lot of time with him, but never knew that he was a karate guy. And you you pull out some cool information that you you know maybe people didn't know about these people. You know, there's, there's so much as you get to know these people. A lot of them are musicians. Uh, you got Glenn as a karate guy and all the stuff, and you guys uh, dig into that. It has nothing to do with tobacco, but you're talking about the, the man himself. You, you talk about the kind of clothes they wear and the watch they have, and, you know, this is the real person. This is who he is and what he wears and, and what he likes. There's some real funny stuff here, uh, knowing some of these guys to learn about them, the, the tracks that they have on their iPod. Yeah. Yeah, We're talking yeah. to uh, Eric Calvino from Cigar Snob. Eric, you've actually captured exactly what's going on in a cigar shop in your magazine, which I think is genius. This is exactly what guys do. They sit around and they talk about the oddball uh, trivia questions that, that come up, and you're actually creating your own cigar trivia by pulling these little facts out of everybody. Yeah, it's awesome. Know, I mean, my, my wife used to have a problem with me basically living in cigar shops uh, until I started producing a magazine that used all the information I, I would gather in these cigar shops. And, and you're 100% right. It's, it's really, uh, I'm taking my experience in cigar shops all around the country and trying to publish a magazine around it. So, so bef uh, before... It, before this, you were a cigar geek. You would be a, a guy that would hang out in cigar shops and go from place to place and really eat it up, and, and you well, turned it into a business? That, that's, that's basically it, except when I was traveling, uh, a lot of times going to some towns that didn't have cigar shops uh, or the cigar shops they had really weren't too crazy about you know, some crazy Cuban kid walking in there uh, and kind of messing up the mojo. <laughs> you know, like you've got, yeah. you've got your group of guys in, you know, in Waco, Texas. And not to pick, pick on Texas at all. I, I love Texas. It's one of our favorite markets. But uh, you walk into some of those shops and they're like, who is this kid walking in yeah. here? And, yeah. you, you know, you, you get the dirty looks. And so I'd end up, uh, I'd end up calling my buddies and saying, hey, look, I'm going to be in this town. Send me a box because I'm all out. And so a lot of times I'd sit at the, you know, at the, at the deck by the pool in whatever hotel I was in uh, and, uh, and just smoke my cigars out there solo. But that's I, a big I got mistake. Into what I did in a lot of these towns, because, again, man, you're, you're on your own. And you're out there like a hired gun just going to do this job for two weeks, and then you're out of there. And, and so you're bored, man. <laughs> and you're... You're bored and lonely, and so you're in some strange town, and what I do is I always carry a pocket knife. I've always carried a pocket knife since I was a kid, and I'd start cutting the cigars, 
you know, halfway through, I'd start cutting cigars and seeing what what was on it, and then I'd I'd mix and match stuff and and roll just a wrapper by itself and go, oh man, that's pretty interesting how that tastes by itself. Wow. Uh, wow. And I just again, but it's only because I was so bored in, in these places, and you're you're smoking your cigar and having a few cocktails on your own in the balcony of some hotel and God knows where, and you just start doing dumb shit. I can only imagine what. There I go again, cursing. I'm sorry. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Uh, I can only imagine what like the uh, the cleaning ladies would think when they would come into these rooms and find these balconies with these mounds of of uh, of cut up tobacco. It was it was better tobacco than weed. Like I felt sorry for the lady. Yeah, hey, just leave her a little extra tip. I'm sure she's yep, going to be yep. fine with that. It, it's, jeez, uh, I, I wish you nothing but luck. I, you, I don't think you need it. I mean, you're off and running, and uh, the, as I said, I mean, it's the, the most picked up uh, one in our shops for sure. Everybody uh, clamors when the new one comes in, and uh, I, I look uh, at you guys on Facebook and stuff, and, hey, the new issue's out. Where's mine? And, they, you know, everybody's jumping around to get it. Uh, you, you're, you're more into the, to the younger. You're talking to the younger guy for sure with the tweeter scoreboard where you you let it uh let us know the people that are out there on tweeter in the cigar business and uh who's being looked at that there's just so much going on in the thing it's a breath of fresh air and uh i can't thank you enough for it it's uh it's a great publication and i i uh want to get tell everybody that's listening in go on to cigarsnobmag.com cigarsnob m-a-g Dot com. You can check it all out there and get yourself a, a subscription to it. Find it in your local cigar store. And, uh, uh, you know, you, you're going to see more and more of this. There's no doubt about it. And uh, you guys are doing a great job, and I wish you nothing but luck in the future. Thank you, David. Thanks a lot. And, uh, and I, I'm, I'm really happy about the, the show and what you guys are doing up there. So, like I said, I, I am interested in doing a piece about, you know, radio shows around the country. So What a coincidence. We're, we're interested in having you do a piece. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, you're, and you might want to wait. You, you might want to wait till the spring or summer or something, because let me tell you, it, it is cold up here. You don't want to come up here right now. Well, so there's that. There's the, the piece on the radio show, and, and yeah, I'm definitely waiting until it warms up a little bit. But in addition to that, the marathons that we're doing, we are moving, you know, now we'll, we'll be in the southern states as long as it's cold. And right. as soon as it warms up a little bit, we are heading to New York and, and maybe try to squeeze in Boston, although Boston smoking laws are really rough right now. It's um, tough. It's tough. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, we're, we're definitely moving up there. So you guys, uh, you'll see more of that coming up soon. As well, we, uh, we'll look for it. Area. We're looking for it, and we're studying you, and we're paying attention. So uh, keep up the good work because uh, the, I'm, I'm sure your competitors are watching you too. You're doing that good of a job. So good luck to you out there. And uh, uh, that's CigarSnobMag.com. You can find it out there. And that's Eric Cavino. Eric, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks a lot, guys. You have a good day. All right, you too. He is uh, he's the up-and-comer. I'll tell you right now. This people, is it. People like to throw around the word genius all the time, but... I mean, it's genius. Hot girls. It's logical. It's logical, good logical stuff. How many times can we talk about the same tobacco over and over again? And instead of doing that, he's actually getting, we're getting to know the people that he's interviewing the same way he's getting to know them. Please take this home and read the articles because they're really good. You might, why don't you tear out the pictures and keep them because I don't know that I can. Wait, wait till you get, you know, you're going to, you've, you've talked and met a lot of these guys and you're going to find out stuff about them. It's just a, like he said, the, the way he got information out of them, which is not the typical same questions 
that people ask over and over and over. And, and I was having a hard time uh, going through the interview with him to say, you know, how do I turn this into more like, you know, should I ask him what, what he has for a watch right now and what kind of car does he drive or anything, or do I I have to get into the, the, the regular questions. Right, right. But imagine bringing on a guest and instead of asking him the same questions everybody else asks him, say, so what color you are your underwear? Yeah, I don't know about that, but no, maybe, maybe what's your favorite meals and things like that. Uh, you know, something different because that's what this is. And it, it's really good for me because I, I've – done it all with you know it's 25 years in the business i love it i want to hear it all but so much of it is just reconstituted same information said in a different way over and over and over again issue after issue after issue it's and the same thing everything is doing that tv you know 90210 is back on with a whole different cast you know that everybody's trying to reinvent the same wheel over and over again and uh, Eric is going about this in a total different direction. Watch what happens to this. And, and it's been out since 2006, but last year was actually the first year that this was uh, someplace other than southern Florida. And when I'd go down to south Florida, I would see the magazines, and I'd pick it up and read it and say, this is fantastic. But the, the, uh, the, the places that it was available was only those stores that were sure. in there. And, um it, in those stores, you know, I, I always walked up to the counter to buy it, and they said, no, no, just take it. And it was a free publication, and now it has a, uh, a price tag of $3.95 on it. Well, well worth it. We're getting waved at. We've got to take a break. So we're going to be back with more from the Cigar Authority. Stick around. We'll be back in just a minute. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the Cigar Authority Radio Network. Flor de Lorraine. She came from the streets of Paris. Flor de Lorraine is a magnificent jewel of a cigar with a contemporary French style and prestige. Flor de Lorraine marries rare aged tobaccos in old world craftsmanship. Flor de Lorraine. Deep layers of lush tobaccos fuse in a symbol of charismatic intensity for luxurious expression with no concession. Fleur de Lorraine. Discover Fleur de Lorraine's rich, bold taste with a little European flair. Fleur de Lorraine. Discover the extraordinary craftsmanship behind every Fleur de Lorraine. Fleur de Lorraine. Discover Fleur de Lorraine's elegance, charm, and value. Fleur de Lorraine, now available in natural or Maduro. Discover Fleur de Lorraine cigars at fine tobacconists everywhere. Fleur de Lorraine. Fleur de Lorraine. From the streets of Paris to you. Let me ask you a serious question. Do you like what you're doing for a living? Are you sick of being in the rat race, living life on other people's terms? Hi, this is Chuck Morrison from MakingMountainsMove.com, and I challenge you to take back control of your life and make mountains move to live the life that you were meant to live. If you have a dream, a burning desire, but feel miles away from living it, I can help. You see, I used to be a stressed out corporate slave with time for everyone but me and my family until I made the decision to follow my heart and pursue my passion. Today, I'm living life on my terms and helping people achieve the same in record time. Look, you have a purpose to serve in this life, and I can get 
guarantee you it's not to be stuck inside of some job or some career that's sucking the life right out of you. It's time for you to take back control of your life. It's time for you to make mountains move. Take the first step today. Head on over to makingmountainsmove.com and sign up for my free number one secret to help you get out of your job and into your dream. It's time for you to make mountains move. I say, sir, enjoying a good cigar shouldn't cost you a fortune. And it doesn't have to when you light up a classic. Classic brand cigars are priced right, and there is a blend or size just right for you. Classic Connecticut is a mild and smooth smoke, while the classic Maduro is deep, dark, and delicious. The classic Cameroon has a hint of natural sweetness, That will keep you coming back for more and more. But it's the classic Cuban that is bold and full-flavored, just like the classic Cuban cigars from before the embargo. Every classic blend is available in four classic sizes. The Robust, Toro, Churchill, and Torpedo. But whichever one you choose, a classic cigar will guarantee you a smooth and easy draw. Classic cigars. The name says it all, sir. The ads are all over TV and radio. Foreclosure, default, loan modification. If you're having trouble making your mortgage payments before you give up, ruin your good name and lose your home, you need to call Paul Antonelli, that short sale guy. As a Coldwell Banker agent, Paul specializes in helping people sell their home in a short sale. You see, a short sale is a complicated transaction most real estate agents don't understand. Not every homeowner can qualify for a short sale, and some lose valuable time and money when they try the short sale process only to find that they don't qualify. Paul understands the process and knows the steps for a successful short sale. When you call, Paul will cover all the necessary details and tell you if a short sale is possible on your property. Remember the name, Paul Antonelli, or go to thatshortsaleguy.com and watch Paul's informational videos. Then call and let his expertise guide you to a successful short sale. You're at your computer now, so go to thatshortsaleguy.com. Paul Antonelli and the short sale team. Go to thatshortsaleguy.com. Born of cold Russian winters, the wheat of hammer and sickle is hand-cleared in the Black Earth region, then dry-shipped to the distillery, where masters of the craft distill and filter hammer and sickle six times, transforming the harvest into a smooth, super-premium vodka, worthy of its Russian heritage. Hammer and sickle, super-premium vodka, Russian reborn. 40% alcohol by volume, imported by Clean Spirits, LLC, Massachusetts. Please enjoy responsibly. Nice. Give me a hot one. Hey, we're back with the Cigar Authority. And uh, you know what the show should be is when we go to break and the craziness that goes on because we don't know what's going on. You stream crashed during the show, so there's a whole bunch of people that well maybe you know because we're, you see it, you see it on the chat. I don't know what's going on. We're trying to we're trying to talk to Eric about cigar snob. We're trying to pitch him on doing a, an article with us, and we can't even keep the stupid server up. So. Uh, we're sorry, Eric. So the, the folks that are listening, there, there was there was an option. If, if you're watching, if you're watching on the cigarauthority.com, which is actually broadcasting uh, through Ustream.tv, yep. 
that's the thing that keeps crashing. So the, there's many options because it's on four radio stations at once. Uh, so the, the flagship station is 1510thezone.com, 1510thezone.com, which is 1510Boston yep. uh, AM radio. You can listen to the, to the, um, the audio stream. Right on your computer. You don't have to listen to it on the radio. In fact, it's better on the computer. It comes in crystal clear. So that's your best option. Have that window open in the background and then still yeah. use the chat box. Because something's going on here. It's it's keeps stopping. It's, it does that uh, to me sometimes on Wednesday nights when I do my webcast Wednesday show on Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com. Okay. So, so Chuck, your job is to find out uh, if we can fire this Ustream people. Yeah, I think they're fired. And move on to something that uh, and some of our uh, some of our awesome audience man uh, they've been suggesting some uh, different servers or, or services out there to, to Justin do video. TV for example what is it Justin TV is another one that I've, I've looked at all right let's look at something and let's switch it over because we can't have this with a no. cigar authority no. uh, and, and, and well, the, the folks... fortunate thing is we're not the technology authority no that, that's the thing <laughs> well, not we, at all as long as as long as we're smoking cigars I think we'll be okay and we, I really appreciate everyone sticking with us on the uh, the chat box there. Wow. No one's dropped off, so thank you for being loyal listeners. Okay, so that was very interesting with, with uh, Eric Calvino, CigarSnobMag.com, CigarSnob Magazine, uh, doing a great job, and uh, we're going to continue to watch and, and uh, look forward to his quarterly publications that come out uh, bi-monthly. I'm sorry, bi-monthly, so every other month uh, we look forward to that, and we'll tell you uh, each time it comes in, we'll tell you what they're, what they're rating high and what they're talking about. Uh, right now, they, they have no problem with saying that the uh, uh, Connecticut Shade stuff from Oliva and Kamal um, Macho, which I love both of them. They give them both 91 ratings. They give the La Polina, which is an expensive cigar out of the Bahamas, very nice cigar, a 91 also. Davidoff, which which we know that uh, Cigar Aficionado never gives it a good rating, actually gives it the worst ratings of all every time. They give the Millennium Churchill a 90 along with Diamond Crown, which is a great cigar. There's no doubt about it that these are great cigars, and they give them 90 as they deserve to be. So, uh, in, in, I'd love to do that blind taste test thing. I concur. Right? Yeah. I've been waiting to slip in the word concur. Concur? You, get, you got an in. Um, so, all right. So, you concur. My, it's my word of the week. Good. Good. Um, I got it from the movie uh, Catch Me If You Can with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. And that's how he fools all the people. <laughs> He's with, dressed with up the... as a doctor and he just keeps saying, I concur. Okay. Do, do you concur, doctor? I concur. I concur. Right. Um, so, as I said, we're up here in New England. We've had the worst January. We're, we're 22 days into this thing. What it, you say worst, I love because I actually am enjoying shoveling. Well, it's freezing cold. We got two feet of snow on the last one. We put a, a, a foot on top of that one this week, and I'm going away, but I hear Wednesday they're not going to count the snow in inches. They're going to count it in feet. That's how bad it's going to be this Wednesday. I better shovel my deck because there's already three feet of snow out there. There we go. And why do we live here? Which is what the manufacturers say to me when I go down to see them. They go, and now why do you live in New England? I live in New England because this is where I was born, and I knew nothing else. You know, I, didn't I like know, it. I, I like the Four Seasons. Yeah. Well, this is a season, man. Winter seems to be six months old now. I mean, winter lasts six months now, and uh, I'm sick of it. it. Maybe it's because I'm getting older or whatever it is, but I'm getting sick of it. It seems to be not only longer, but it's been worse than ever. Uh, this global warming thing, Al Gore, not even close. Give us back the trophies or whatever they gave to you because you're not even close. did he get the Nobel Peace Prize or something? Yeah, wow. so he got some sort of 
big thing because he was so Maybe right on the global warming. It's uh, it's actually his fault that Ustream is crashing because he did invent the internet. That's right. So therefore, so he's the one that ended up. I doing blame. It. I blame Al Gore. So anyway, uh, is New England a good place to live? Is it one of the best places to live? Is it one of the worst places to live? We have a list of the best and worst places to live. We're all about lists. We love it. We love it. So I love living in New England. I love all four seasons. I like when the leaves change. I like when it's summertime and it's 100 degrees out. Yeah. I like the springtime when things melt, although I'm not a fan of water in my basement. You know, on this list is all kinds of different things, like the friendliest places to live, and, and the South is the friendliest place to live. People which, say hi to you when yeah, you're just walking down the so street. Instead of giving you the finger when you come up here to New England. Um, uh, best drivers. Men. <laughs> Well, speaking of best drivers, my wife... Oregon's the answer. The best drivers are in Oregon. Yeah, the men in Oregon. Yeah? All right. And yet, number seven is Boston. And I can't understand why you would say that. But anyway, very interesting. Oregon. I've never been. Me neither. I've never been There's to probably Oregon. nobody there anyway, so best driving is because you get the whole road to yourself, yeah. I would imagine. What do you got? Most arrogant. Ooh. Most arrogant place texas what well they think they're the biggest don't mess with texas. oh right on okay right they, they think they're the biggest and the best it's funny uh that uh the word texas came up with with eric and then he quickly jumped on it and said uh no i love the people in texas but uh <laughs> i think there was a little something there i'm gonna have to go back uh so seeing that we had this problem with the crashes that happened is the podcast going to be perfect the podcast will be up perfect yeah that's gonna be fine the okay. radio is fine podcast is fine video is the issue but people are being awesome on the chat box so i've heard of uh two services i'll check out after the show jtv and Vedal. uh but hey, again, as I said in the chat box, I'm just a radio guy doing my best with this video stuff. We'll get it down. We'll get it right. All right. So where's the best place we should live? Where's the best and worst place? Derry, New Hampshire. Because that, that's where you live. That's Derry, where New Hampshire. Yeah. But I wouldn't say it's the best place to live because it's awful cold here. Cold is not necessarily bad. Okay. But on your list, which is a some sort of... Oh, did you give me a list? I gave Here you. We go. Sorry. Best and worst place you sit You don't listen to me. I don't watch what you put in front of me. All right. I put it in front of you, and it's, it's a little typed. It's like a... Miami, Florida. Worst place. Worst place. Number nine. No way. Memphis, Tennessee why is, is also Mi bad. Why is, why is Miami a worst place to live? It's nice and warm there. They got great cigars. Uh, they got South Beach. Mm. Maybe doesn't say why. Bad education... Bad education, really. Uh, it's not a great place to raise a child. A lot of crime. A lot of crime. Drugs. Yeah. Not good drugs, bad drugs. Bad drugs. Yeah. Are there good drugs? Yeah, they keep people alive, certain drugs, right? When I went to Colorado, talk about drugs. When we, I went up for the Rocky Mountain Cigar Festival, there is four marijuana shops on every corner. Nice. Legal marijuana. Do you need a prescription? You need a prescription, which you say you got a headache and you get a prescription. That, that's Perfect. as much as, much as the, that happens to you. It's Yet stupid it, that marijuana is not legal. But absolutely. I mean, it's an age-old argument. Cigarettes are legal. Marijuana is well, not. Well, speaking of cigarettes, the no-smoking laws are the worst in the world. They're the first ones to ever put the no-smoking laws into effect. Who is? Is um, Colorado. Oh. First people to do it. And so they allow they, weed. Right. Because you have a prescription. Yeah. And you can't smoke your cigars. Yeah, because there's no prescription. Maybe that's what the... Nah, uh, I don't want a prescription for cigars. We don't want to do that. We don't want to give them anything. Give them right. nothing. Give them nothing. Give them nothing and like it. 
What do you think of the cigar? I'm digging it. Started now. It started off good to me, and this got ashy and charred, charred taste also. But I looked at what Cigar Aficionado said about it. They rated it a 90 in this current issue, and they say it starts off rough and charred, and yet still give it a 90. I found it. I, I thought it started off fantastic. Yeah, it started off sweet. I kind of got like a a Wheaties flavor. Okay. Toasty. Toasted, yeah. weedy, yeah. sweet. Um, it started off nice. Yeah. It, yet they say it starts off bad, but it's not finishing well. It's so small, it's a pretty bad value if you if you look at it. Yeah, for the size, sure. It's a teeny little cigar at 18 bucks. So I, I don't think it's a good value. Uh, don't, do you pay extra because it, it comes in a tube? Oh, you pay, of course you pay for everything. You pay for everything. Um I'm actually unhappy with uh, my smoking today so far. I enjoyed our guests. I enjoyed our talk. But uh, I am not loving uh, neither cigar, and one of them is my own. It's not my own because it's not going to be my own. Hey, your mother's waving Yay. to us. So uh, that's that. You're not paying any attention to your list. You don't want to do it. Okay, we won't no, do the list. No, we, we could do it. You just kept changing the subject. All right. What else do we have uh, here? I'm, Number six, Phoenix, Arizona. Is a bad place a good bad place? Bad place. Wow, really? Number seven, Los Angeles. Then uh, Oklahoma City. This is the worst. Worst. Las Vegas, Nevada. Worst place to live. Well, they, they, they're hurting for jobs and things like that. It's got to be all job-related there. This says it's one of the hardest cities when it came to the housing bubble. When it burst. That's true. It's bad. Yeah. Uh, what else do we have here? Number three, Detroit, Michigan. Bad. You ever been to Detroit? Never. Very bad. And Dangerous. Never go. Dangerous, very bad. No jobs. Very poor. You can buy a house there for $25,000 if you want, but you don't want it. I heard even less than that. Yeah? Yeah. It's bad. Cleveland, Ohio bad. is number two. Another bad one. Absolutely. See, I liked Cleveland. Really? Yeah, I went for the first time this year. With the Pats. Yeah, you went with the Pats, and you stayed at the Ritz-Carlton, and, they, and they, you got off the jet by yourself. Do they pay for your meals and stuff when you travel? You just get room every- service, and it's all covered? Yeah. Well, we don't get room service, but, yeah, we get pretty ems. Like group group meals, or you go out to a restaurant or whatever, and you save your receipts? Yeah, something like that. Sorry. Chuck gets nervous, Todd. He's not, he's not sure what he's allowed to talk about. Right, that's all. When he's not. So we got to learn how to interview somebody and pull out the real information. <laughs> get him fired. Get him drunk. Nice. Nice. I'll do that. There we go. But, no, I like Cleveland. Cleveland I liked. And I, I actually like Detroit, too. I shouldn't say that publicly, really? but I did. El Centrino, California, is rated the worst place. I don't know that. Highest unemployment rate at 27.5. That's Highest bad. in the country. So the crime's up because there's, nobody's working. Yuma, Arizona is second as far as unemployment goes, 27.2%. Okay, now where's the best place to live? Because it, it isn't Salem, New Hampshire today. It's cold here. I don't know why that makes it bad. You just go inside, turn the heat up. The heat's up. Look at the fire. We got a, we got a pellet stove up here, roaring pellet stove. The heat's going a mile a minute. Every time somebody opens the door, it's freezing out. And uh, maybe, I, hey, I just came back from Nicaragua. I'm going to Dominican Republic tomorrow. Maybe uh, I, got, I got a little warmth in me. I come back. I'm freezing inside right now. It's cold. It's cold, and I'm not liking it. Could do some jumping jacks. Where's the best place to live? I don't know. I don't have that list. I gave you everything. My God, this is, uh, you know, we're very unorganized this week because usually we get together we during on, the week. Yeah, we meet on Thursdays. We have a cigar. We get lunch, and then we go over the show, and this week you were gone. 
Yep. So you left me. We got nothing, and we don't know the best place to live. Uh, I guess we're going to go with Derry, New Hampshire, right? There we go, just because I said so. Does anybody out there know the best place to live? Is, is there a Mayberry anywhere? That was Mayberry, North Carolina. Remember Mayberry from uh, from uh, Andy it? Griffith Show? Andy Griffith Show. Love that show. Which was uh, the best place. They say, Nip it in the bud. Nip it. Not, oh, yeah. Donuts. donuts. Nip it. Nip it. That guy is quite an actor. Every role that he played, he was able to just sell himself as whatever that character was. We have minutes left. Most arrogant place, Texas. Huh? Said that already. Le- least interesting. The Dakotas. I would say that is correct. Yeah. Who cares about Dakotas? Most interesting is California. Flattest roads is Florida. I got lots of information, but most attractive women. Miami? Wrong. Wow. Isn't this interesting? L.A.? California has the most attractive women. Uh, although uh, most silicone plastic, um, yet the so, city of Boston has the prettiest women. Less plastic, maybe. See, I think, I think when it comes to plastic, I'm not, I'm not in. You don't I like, like the- just natural beauty. Be pretty. Yeah. No makeup. Natural. I'm with you there. Like Ginger, but you're, yet you're, no, like uh, Marianne. Yeah, I'm a Marianne guy. Marianne. Uh, My go- wife is actually very naturally beautiful, but she plays both. She When, when she's around the house, she's naturally beautiful like uh, Marianne, and when she goes out, Ginger all the way. Nice. Most snobbiest. Most snobbiest. Who would be the most snobbiest? And why? By far, New England. New England, huh? Imagine that, the snootiest state. It's not really a state, though. That's six states in one. Well, so yeah, that's right. Wow. Uh, it looks like I'm not the only one anti... Uh, I'm, I'm, I am the only one anti-silicone because uh, C. Pitaris bought his wife breast implants. A little gift for himself. little gift. Nice. The gift that keeps on giving. That's nice. Okay, I got the answer here. Overall, the best state. Hawaii. Ooh, that would be a good one. That would be a good one, but it is not. Every Alaska. State is, every state is wonderful in its own way, and hopefully every person within their state finds it the best. But the best is Oregon. The, <laughs> Oregon. The nicest folks, generally good weather, progressive politics, sincere. Tornadoes. Dust storms. Hey, they got Oregon as the best. What's what's in Oregon? I don't even know. Um, Nothing good. Nothing good. Hey, next week, I'm coming back from the Dominican Republic, and um, I'm going to the Makeham Auto Auction on the way back. Oh, cool. I'm going to stop. It's in Florida, in Orlando. I'm going to stop there. They have a muscle car auction. Yeah, man. I'm going down with a few guys. I have... uh, Do you ever watch them on high def? I have. Yeah. So four of them are going to definitely buy cars. I'm planning on just going as an observer. Oh, awesome. But we'll see. Uh, We're going to have Andy Green from Ashton back with us from his national sales meeting, and they'll tell us about that. And uh, we're going to smoke some good cigars, and we're going to celebrate Mr. Jonathan's birthday next Woo. week. Oh, huh? 
Yeah, baby. So all that and more next week. Thanks, everybody, for listening to Cigar Authority. We'll be back next week with all that information and some great cigars. Thanks again for listening in. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the Cigar Authority Radio Network. Bye, everybody. Because nowadays you eat women we like to speak with, eat with, lay them down and sleep with. Type of woman make a brother want to keep it. Shorty be so exotic, she looking decent. Line the corny uppers, you open and whack free. I can't hold a heat no more, yo, I got to release. Hi, this is David Garofalo from the Cigar Authority. I'd like to invite you to visit one of my Two Guys Smoke Shops. Two Guys Smoke Shop is the largest cigar retailer in the world, and I'm very proud of that. It's stogie heaven. Two Guys is conveniently located off Exit 1, off Route 93, 95, and Route 3 in Salem, Seabrook, and Nashua, New Hampshire. You see, there's no cigar tax or sales tax in New Hampshire, and coincidentally, we have built three glorious cigar shops right over the border for your convenience. Take the pilgrimage to Two Guys Smoke Shop in tax-free New Hampshire or find us on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. We ship cigars everywhere and single cigars, too. Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's stogie heaven. Hey, Sammy B here. Sammy B's Custom Carpentry. Foundation to finish and everything in between. Find a job I can't do. I dare you. At Sammy B's Custom Carpentry, I build everything myself. So you know it's American-made and built to last. I don't subcontract. I'm committed to getting a job. And I'm committed to finishing the job personally. Call for a brochure and references. 603-553-2345. If you can dream it, I can build it. Sammy B's 603-553-2345. Let me ask you a serious question. Do you like what you're doing for a living? Are you sick of being in the rat race, living life on other people's terms? Hi, this is Chuck Morrison from MakingMountainsMove.com, and I challenge you to take back control of your life and make mountains move to live the life that you were meant to live. If you have a dream, a burning desire, but feel miles away from living it, I can help. You see, I used to be a stressed out corporate slave with time for everyone but me and my family until I made the decision to follow my heart and pursue my passion. Today, I'm living life on my terms and helping people achieve the same in record time. Look, you have a purpose to serve in this life, and I can guarantee you it's not to be stuck inside of some job or some career that's sucking the life right out of you. It's time for you to take back control of your life. It's time for you to make mountains move. Take the first step today. Head on over to makingmountainsmove.com and sign up for my free number one secret to help you get out of your job and into your dream. It's time for you to make mountains move. Hi, I'm Mr. Jonathan, the owner and operator of MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com. MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com is your one-stop shop for everything DJ or sound production. We do everything from weddings to backyard barbecues, boat cruises to theme parties. Whether you are planning a small, intimate gathering or a huge 4,000-person event, we have a package to fit your needs. Shoot me an email at info at MrJonathanIsMyDJ.com or call me at 603 603- 475-1391 That's 603-475-1391